Y'all used to hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'ma have me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all used to hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'ma have me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We back the realest podcast ever. And uh, we are not being held hostage. We are not in anybody's basement. It feels are, like it. We are actually at uh, the number one nightclub and after-hour spot in Philadelphia, room service, yeah. Philly, 1439 South Street, man, uh, jumping every single weekend, Thursday through Sunday, 12 a.m. to 4, sometimes 8 a.m. Sometimes people spend the night, you know what I'm saying? Depending on what they got going on. But uh, shout-out to the, the super general manager, Vicky, for you know, for hosting us here on the fly, man. We just want to bounce around, touch the city, expose some more people to uh, you know, all of the different venues and different things that the city has to offer. This, you know, being one of the first stops on our tour. So shout out to the whole uh room service Philly staff, promotion team, the commission, everybody that's involved over here, man. Shout out to y'all for having the realest podcast ever here on the premises. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Got a lot of lights. Yeah. Yeah, no, we got we got a uh, El Jefe, uh, yeah. you know, behind the scenes tweaking things up, punching it up. Uh, you know, Big Sam, the head of production for NGTV, uh, who who came in, to, you know, the right size of the pod, get us get us looking amazing like the superstars that we are. You yeah. know what I mean? So it should be good. Dan was over there and taking uh, cameras for dummies one hundred and one <laughs> and shit, yeah. taking copious notes. notes. Yeah. <laughs> Got my notepad rolling. Taking copious notes, man. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today. This is going to be the first time in a while we did, like, one long, straight-through show. We've been, like, breaking these shows up, segmenting them an hour here, hour and a half there, whatever, whatever. We're just going to do classic TRP format today and just run everything that's going on in the world um, in one big show. But before we start, uh, I do want to give a dedication and a rest in peace shout-out to Sharice McGill. Absolutely. Who is the founder of Local Artists and Foods that produce the uh, French Toast Bites and all the associated products that all of y'all know and love. Uh, She passed suddenly, I want to say... A week and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, passed suddenly a week and a half ago, man, took everybody, you know, by surprise. Her memorial was this past Friday at uh, St. Joe's University. And, uh, you know, she's just somebody that was, you know, an amazing spirit, very, you know, very bright, full of light, uh, you know, lit up a room whenever she came in, man, uh, was a super supporter and a super fan of, uh, you know, of TRPE, constantly playing the podcast, whether you've seen her down at uh, Spruce Harbor or, uh, you know, the... Uh, Christmas Village or whatever the case may be, super big supporter, uh, you know, of us, and uh, was also uh, one of the buy back buy black partners for the Sixers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for uh, 2023. Man, just a phenomenal human being all the way around the board, and uh, we definitely want to give, you know, her the uh, respect and the recognition that she deserves for being a light for you know for the, for the black community, for the city of Philadelphia at large, and really showing people how to properly come up with an idea and scale a business in real time. And uh, she was absolutely kicking ass before she passed. And the local artisan foods brand will continue to live on. So, you know, continue to visit them and support them and make sure that that is continues to be a thriving black business. Yeah. She was, um, she's one of the nicest people you could ever meet there. And that's rare for, you know, our generation. She, yeah. she was very, very nice, very, very humble. Just everything about her was just, like, positive. Like, instantly, I felt like I'd known her for 20 years, exactly. you know, first meeting her. And um, it's funny, I still got the uh, little index card she wrote. She gave me a thing. It said, um, 
Love the pod and I'm on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And I put that on my refrigerator. Like yeah. before, like just the day she gave it to me, it's, it's on my refrigerator door right next to my magnet of Obama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, exactly. company. <laughs> yeah, right, right there. You know what I'm saying? But I put that up there just because it was like she was just so nice. I just was like, damn, yeah. she cool as hell. And it's, you know, so interesting to see how fast life can, you know, come at you. But um, yeah, definitely rest in peace to her, man. Like I said, real, very, very, very nice girl, you know. Prayers and thoughts with, you know, her family, the entire local artists and foods community, everybody that, you know, knows her, didn't know her, came across her in passing, bought the product, familiar with the product, whatever, man, uh, just continue to, you know, keep that business um, in your sights and in your support as, uh, you know, they make this transition with now with new leadership and things like that mm-hmm. um, and making sure that that business, you know, continues to thrive in her memory. So Absolutely. Definitely rest in peace and shout out to uh to Sharice, an amazing person. We got some stuff to talk about, uh, uh, both yeah. personal to us, mm-hmm. stuff that you and you got going on. I haven't been doing much. Um, and then there's, you know, world topics at large. I'll let you and Dan flip a coin for who goes first because you're in a movie and Dan went to China. Dan in China is... is, is <laughs> me in a movie is ridiculous. But Dan in China... Everybody's week is just like, yo, what's up with the show? It's like, we wait for Dan to come back from China. What? Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, it's some Dan shit. You know what I'm saying? I think Dan in China kind of trumps... Everything. Because, you know, there was a time where Dan wasn't allowed to leave, leave Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> leave the county. You leave Philadelphia County, better write four letters and oh, get them yeah. notarized. Yeah, it took me seven years to be able to yeah. get a passport. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> the, um, I, We've done trip reviews from your perspective, from mm-hmm. my perspective. I'm like, Dan needs a mic because we, we got to go through a, a bit of this. I want to start with the flight. All right. How did you fly over there? All right, so I flew over there. I, I booked two one ways. I didn't know when I was coming back. So I flew over. <laughs> just, just roaming. You just know roaming. Just, just out there. <laughs> you know, little Beijing. <laughs> little Wuhan. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't know when I'm coming back from China. It's a wild ass. Might move there. <laughs> Get a good deal. You yeah. know what I mean? So I got the flight. Cheap. Get a little flat. Like 600. <laughs> Play some Baccarat. Yeah, you know, you know 300 a month for the flight. <laughs> I'm right off the right side. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so I got the flight cheap for 600 back in November. All right. Because I was, I was going there over some nonsense, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about off camera. So yeah. uh, that 600 turned to about 1100 yeah. Every time I uh, pushed the flight fees, back, yeah. $125. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I, I did that about four times before. Even I, I, mean, I told her, look, I, I, I was at the airport the week before, and I told Chad, I'm like, I still don't know if we're going to make it over there. And we didn't make it over there. What airline did y'all fly? Uh, we flew Kuwait Airlines. Okay, okay. So, uh, Kuwait, we flew Kuwait to, we flew, we flew to Kuwait on Kuwait Airlines. And then uh-huh. from Kuwait to Guangzhou. Uh, uh, okay. I thought it was Ganju, oh. but it's Guangzhou. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, from me going, from me missing a flight last year, I met a girl uh, that worked at the counter. Or whatever, so you know, uh, it wasn't it was only one business class seat. So she like, look, you come back. I'm gonna just give you a whole row. I'm gonna she like, I'm gonna block off the middle. Mm-hmm. So so you and your homie just had a whole row. So I'm like, all right, cool, perfect. Go up there, take her cheese steak. We get right on. Yo, right <laughs> nigga, life is always hinged on something. <laughs> yo, you know what I love uh, about nigga life? The barter system. The barter yeah, system is, is very always, much. Yo. In in, in 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 play in all Negro oh, situations. Yeah. She's like, oh, you remember it? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, give me my robe, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, damn, what you book business class? Is trying to... Nah, I booked a little bitch of meal. This could be a business. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. That's funny as shit. So, yeah, it was nine, it was nine hours in Kuwait or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the airport, you know, I, I got I got the uh, the pre-check and the damn wheelchair. So, mm-hmm. I get right through. Yeah, I ride through in 10 minutes. So, we get there. We get to Kuwait. Kuwait was like a... It wasn't even that long of a wait. It was like 10 minutes because the flight got was late. It was nine hours to Kuwait. As soon as we got off the flight, boom, back in the wheelchair, back on the, uh, back in the air for another 11 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, took about two perks to get through that 11 hours. Got, we landed. We go, uh, go look for some food. Yeah. That was, tra- that's where it all went downhill <laughs> at first. That's <laughs> so where the vlogging commits. Yeah. And one thing about China, well, in the mainland, nobody speaks English. Nobody. Like, you got to find somebody that knows a little bit of something. Yeah. So, boy, like, uh, you KFC? McDonald's? I'm like, yeah, let me get some, yeah, let me get some chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the chicken comes. I don't know what, it didn't look like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it had the 11 herbs and spices on the back. <laughs> yeah, it was look like a straight bat. That motherfucking piece of chicken was flat to the motherfucker. But I'm hungry as shit. Yeah. I'm like, let me let me let me try it. Motherfucker was hot than a bitch, man. It was like yeah. <laughs> one of them King Pow competition <laughs> chips. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, you man. mean hot like spicy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like super spicy. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. We go back down. Yo, Yo I will say this: Asian spice is another level. Oh, it's different. Oh, yeah, like the top place we go to, they'll ask like, how you want uh, spicy one through five. If you say one, <laughs> you push. I'm telling you, it's, it's like you you on the borderline. I got three one day just on some like. Let me see. I couldn't eat the shit. Like literally, was making my eyes, my nose, yeah. all that shit was because it's that dry. Dog, it, dog. And it and it lingers and it creeps up on you. And yeah, then water don't work. Like I'm not, to drink I don't even water. I don't even taste the curry. It's just, <laughs> it's, just hot. it's just heat. You just taste heat. It don't taste like any other. I bet you flavor. gotta follow it with sand. Because yeah. water doesn't. <laughs> water don't work. Water make it worse. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, all right. Key called McDonald's for us. He ordered some McDonald's. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play it safe. Mm-hmm. Egg McMuffin. That's it. Egg McMuffin. All right, boom. Two egg McMuffins come. They got mayonnaise, ketchup, oh, yeah, that's big salt, pepper, all this other crazy shit on there. It says you niggas like spices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. spice you up. Uh huh. Long story short, I had nothing to eat the first day. <laughs> nothing to eat. So, Where'd y'all stay at? Uh, we st- I stayed at the Four Points. Okay. Come to find out, the best food was at the Four Points. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, you uh, import export, and then the food is right there. And the food was right there. They had a um, they had all you eat buffet, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. And all three spreads was crazy. Especially if you like seafood. They had like a... Uh, yeah, I seen you supposed to Yeah, they had seafood. a full seafood spread. They couldn't was eat none of that shit. Y'all couldn't eat none of that yeah. shit. They had the chef. The chef was proud to be cutting the seafood. <laughs> make, it, make it fresh for you, whatever. So that was cool. So then we go off to the nonsense. Well, I didn't even get to go off to the nonsense because the nonsense was closed because it was the weekend. I had to wait till Monday. So now I'm decisive. The nonsense being closed for business for the weekend. <laughs> no, we can we get off the Yeah. So. <laughs> Still got to rest. You know what I'm saying? It's man? hilarious if you know what the nonsense <laughs> is. Dude, that, that's even funnier. <laughs> so apparently it's going to pull the shade down on Friday afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, nah, we out of so much. You say 4 o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> 5 o'clock? Oh, shit. So apparently, China been uh, thirty four years ahead of us. There's no gas cars in China at all, mm-hmm. except for like the, the, the uh, construction vehicles. Damn. Everything's electric. 
and they got shit. Toyota, Lexus, Honda, they got some shit that we should be having. That's mm-hmm. fucking out of this world. They had like a they had like a Nissan uh, minivan, Toyota minivan, look just like the Maybach minivans, captain chairs, coffee tables, all that shit in there. So that was the experience, and there's a, a mall on every corner, literally. Yeah. So you got good malls, you got the slum malls. You got the Raheem the Jeweler malls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it goes down. Everybody running down on you. We, we went to the strip. It looked like South Street, but it's a bootleg South Street. Yeah. As soon as you walk down there, Rolex, Rolex. AP? AP? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I saw a video. Dude was in like a uh, watch over there, and he was like, He's like, I want the Bubba Watson, the Richard Mill Bubba Watson. He's like, oh, come, come. He showed him the shit. He's like, right here, Richard Mill Bubba Watson. It was like $75. Yeah. And he was like, uh, the one that was $75 was um, you you charged it. Like, you put it on a charger. Oh, shit. <laughs> then they had the ones for 120 that had standalone battery. You put a, But it was like a double-A battery. You put on. Hey, China crazy. A double-A and the Richie is crazy. <laughs> the Richie is crazy. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> putting your Richie on the wall is crazy. It's shit. Now, nah, let me put my Richie on the charger in 20 yeah, I'm, minutes. I'm going to be, be outside for four hours. I'm going to make sure I got enough power. And the crazy, yo, the crazy part about the, the block is three levels of bootleg. Yeah. Four levels. So you got the street vendors with the bootleg. They mm-hmm. just got uh, they just got motherfucking um, rolling rolling carts mm-hmm. with shirts and, and shit on it. Mm-hmm. That's like the ten dollar, fifteen dollar uh, shit. You get you the motherfucking what's that shit they bootlegging all crazy with the, uh, oh, the, c- the cotton crust, denim, denim tears. <laughs> yeah, crimes. so you get denim tears for ten dollars. Niggas like I'm paid twenty eight for mine. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Inflation. Then you got the little kiosk. That's on the other side of where the, uh, the the racks is at. So you get your denim tears for motherfucking thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and then you got the secret niggas that run up to you like, they take you into an elevator, into a secret room with a door and all this shit and all these cameras, and you get the motherfucking uh, the exact replica denim tears for fifty bucks. Okay. Yeah. It was literally three levels. It's three levels. <laughs> Dan went to the third level. I like, no, I'm locked. Yeah, I'm locked. <laughs> Hope ain't none of my hoes. Because <laughs> y'all dripped up. <laughs> y'all dripped up for Valentine's One night I went through the rabbit hole of like the, the, the Chinese underground economy for like fake goods and yeah. shit. And literally there's like a whole universe of like the fake watches, the fake bags, the fake purses, yeah. the fake luggage, yeah. fake clothes. They, they, like, literally, they're creating fake chocolate. Yeah. Like, the Godiva chocolate. Yeah, they're everything. creating fake Godiva. And it's just like, if it ain't real Godiva chocolate. What is it? What the <laughs> fuck is Some of this shit with uh, yeah. no fucking cacao on it. Yeah. Electronics, that <laughs> ear pad, ear, ear, AirPods, and AirPod the- Pro Maxes. They, they're making Everything. Them Jones is incredible. Yeah, and, and, and at home. the heart of it is because of the simple fact that like they don't have no copyright and trademark oh. law. So it's like uh. it's not it's it's part of their economy to bootleg shit. The, the dude, minute you drop a product, they're working on the. the I mean, because the they're making the product. So what? The dude was showing yeah. how like they go and get the nine oh four stainless steel, which is the same steel they use in Rolex. Mm-hmm. They got exact imitations of the the. Uh, the 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 motors in the watches now and shit like the thirty thirty the the thirty three fifteen yeah the calibres and all, all of that. that shit to the point where like jewelers here open the shit and you can't even tell it when you open the watch no more it's like crazy as fuck oh but yeah it, yeah no it, they they in there like and, and when you go inside the the uh, the watch mall 
So you got all the you got all the fakes right. You got all the uh, the low quality fakes out there. Everybody trying to sell you drinks for twenty thirty dollars, and then there's like a whole bunch of uh, uh, watchmakers in there too. Mm-hmm. That's sitting there making joints from scratch. You sit there, you get your own band. You can add this to it. They they putting in the uh, the China version of the lab diamonds on your joint. <laughs> like, that's just, hey, that's just insane. It's like everybody paying. It's like a Jerry's corner. Yeah, but. Oh. Jerry's yeah, corner. it's like Jerry's Corner, but two blocks long. You go in Jerry's Corner, you leave with a TV to flip out. <laughs> <laughs> Some rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an antifreeze. Mini pool. <laughs> <laughs> that was shit from Jerry's Corner. Eight dollars. That yeah. is hilarious. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the electronics. I was like, oh, these AirPad Pros sound good. Like, no, exact replica. How much? Uh, it was... Uh, one person tried to charge me like like eighty dollars. That was like uh, five five six hundred like like six hundred a day money. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come back. John sound good, everything. Go to another person. They seen I was over there. Like, give me four eighty. Four eighty is like forty six dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Give me them John. Right, <laughs> yeah. You got a winner. Yeah, I don't even need to pull my yeah. 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 So worry about customs. I just took that shit out the box. Put it in my motherfucking book bag, and that shit was. That'd cool. be the biggest thing is getting the shit back in. But what know? I figured out, because uh, uh, I uh, I took the bullet train to Hong Kong, so I figured out if you fly from Hong Kong, customs don't fuck with you. Ah. Uh. See, they know you on bullshit <laughs> in the motherfucking China. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, I got the, I got the Hong Kong stamp. What you doing, leisure? Okay, have a nice day. I have, I was in customs for all about two minutes. Mm. In and out. Yeah, take um, all your fake shit home. Yeah, take all your fake yeah, shit. Enjoy. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna load it up. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm gonna load it up. So <laughs> you get enough of that fake shit. <laughs> you so still got time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Buck twenty five, change fee, change yeah, the flight yeah, back. Yeah, you know turn what back what around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but as I'm walking around through everywhere, everybody's just feeling on me. Yeah. And touching me. What you big, big? Yo, yo, squeeze it. I'm like, my man, my, like, yo, he like, yo. My poker homies went to Thailand. Robbie, a big motherfucking white boy. Yeah. And Jeff and it was like, yo, Robbie was walking down the street. The kids were literally hanging on him, like they were hanging on him. Cause you like a god over there if you large. That shit. Is yo, crazy that shit is crazy. Yeah, like, the Buddha. Yeah. Motherfuckers pulling their phones out. Picture, picture. Oh yeah, come on, man. I'm taking all <laughs> kinds of pictures of shit. That, that shit was. That was. That was <laughs> <laughs> Taking all kinds of random things. photos of Big yeah, Dan floating man. around in the black market. Yeah, so we're just running around or whatever, just just fucking around, waiting to you know, I mean go handle business. So, boom, get through that. Wind up going to the buffet, getting some good food. Couldn't find no hookah. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm I'm, I'm over today. Mm-hmm. Boom, lead there. Just a regular running around. I checked out a couple hair manufacturers, a couple other clothing manufacturers, or whatever. Just to, uh, just to uh, say, uh, make a um. Meeting with them just to uh, see what they could do for us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Left there, my man was like, "Yo, let's go to Hong Kong so we go see the Big Buddha." Mm-hmm. So we get the bullet. I always want to go on that bullet train anyway. Right. Yeah. First class on the bullet train, sixty dollars. Damn, yeah, sixty dollars. Mm. So me and my man was on there by ourselves. Big ass cabin. I seen the cabin yeah. I was in. Yeah, yeah, yep, sixty dollars. Man, take fifty minutes to get to Hong Kong. We get to Hong Kong. Hong Kong's lit. Yeah, everybody speaking English. Is they, they rich as fuck over there. So, uh, you know, I got the Marriott plug, so I stayed at the uh, JW. Okay. Immaculate. Beautiful. Oh, man, the view was amazing. And uh, Hong Kong is, like, like top tier. Yeah, Hong, Hong Kong, Kong Macau, is. Like, they're, like, top tier. Yeah, places. yeah. That, it, that was top tier. I get there, get the room, found me a hookah lounge. 
Yeah. It's, it's two in the morning. Like going to hookah lounge. <laughs> Every hookah lounge is closed. I was sick. You're like, oh no, we closing. We closing. It's slow. It's slow. It's slow. Like, damn, man, let's bore, see I'm saying. Like, what's, he like, I'm like, man. <laughs> bore, see I'm saying. See I'm down. <laughs> yeah, because I can't get a cab back. I don't know how to get a cab. I don't, I don't, know, that, I don't know that these motherfuckers really speak English or not. Right. the mainland, they don't speak yeah. it at all. I'm on the Google Translate going back and forth. So, boy, like, what you looking for a drink? Like, I just want to smoke some hookah. He's like, they open. Apparently, they is after hour. Because I get there like 2.30. I stay to like 3. I'm thinking they close at 3. Should a whole pack of motherfuckers start coming in like 315. I'm like, oh shit. You probably was calling niggas. We got the biggest blackest <laughs> nigga y'all ever seen. Get down here. Like, hey, you know what? Everybody walked in like, they're like, look, <laughs> gave me this look and then walked on back. So that that was cool. That was that was fun. So uh we stayed there to about 3:30, almost quarter to four. We get up, go to see Big Buddha. Um so you got to get on the trolley car. Trolley car is like 40,000 feet in the air. It's about the same height as a goddamn helicopter. Oh, shit. So uh, I'm like, all right, but my man like, no, come on. Like, man, I'm scared. Like, no, come on. Cool. Get on the platform. Look at that motherfucker. I see you when you get back. <laughs> I see you when you get the fuck back. He said you actually get in the trolley car and you actually go through the clouds. That's how high it is. Yeah. It's like a 25-minute ride on the trolley car. And he was like, at a stop... You think the trip is over? You about to see Big Buddha? Hell no. He said that shit goes like, they yeah. go up higher over the mountains or whatever. So he uh sent me some pictures how he uh oh man, the, the Buddha's is like four I forget how high they said it, like four hundred and fifty feet high. And uh everybody was there praising that John. Yeah, I mean it's the yeah. He, he was out there praising. He said he couldn't even get he had to get a far picture because the line to get to it was too crazy. He said it was too crazy or whatever. So we did that. We wound up uh, going on TikTok. If you ever need food or need to know where to eat at anywhere in the world, go to TikTok. Absolutely. TikTok is the premier, yeah. yeah that's it's the, the number two search engine after Google. Yeah, yeah. We went on TikTok. We found a, a, a Michelin star restaurant that mostly had, like, the best goose in the, in the world or whatever. So, man, like, yo, we're going to try some goose. I'm like, all right, fuck it. We go to this two. It was two spots. Cam's Goose. We go there. The line a block long. Couldn't get in that one. The cab driver was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, you, you never get in there unless you're going to stay in that line. We found another one. Talk line. about analysis. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to get in there unless you're you stay in that line. It's like, yeah, I mean, the nigga, when, when you write, you write. Yeah, you know? right. I was like, yeah. That's a real analysis. <laughs> you never going to get in there unless yeah, you stay in that line. <laughs> so we go around the corner to another spot. The line was the same length, but... Everybody wasn't waiting to sit down. People was getting to go orders. So we wound up getting in there in like in like ten minutes. And one thing about China, they sit you with anybody. Yeah. It's like you, you you share the table. <laughs> if, 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 if it's if it's just you and you and Chad, then there's four tables, four seats at that table. Oh yeah, they putting two people right you there. Next the episode of uh of uh what's Red Fox? Um Oh Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. When he went to the Chinese restaurant, the they was packed. And he was like, can I get a table for one? He's like, we packed tonight. You mind sharing a table? And they sat in with the lady who was spying on the daughter. <laughs> and she's like, that's real shit. Like, and they know. aggressive. Like, I thought, like, I, I thought they was racist. They just aggressive. Like, I'm trying to go. We trying to go to the other table. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, they real, the? real loud. With yeah, them, but they loud with each other, too. Yeah. So, like, when they call the waiter over, she's like, that shit was crazy. So, the waiter come over. We ain't know what the fuck she was saying. But it was two uh it was two girls there that, that translated for us. So I wanna get chicken and rice and then we wound up getting the uh the goose. Goose is actually good. 
It's actually good. It tastes like uh, dark chicken. It tastes like like the like the thigh, like like a leg. Now, when you say goose, are you like an actual goose? Actual goose. So not duck. Roasted goose. Oh wow. Yeah, I thought it was duck too. Then I went look. Cause I've had <laughs> duck, but I never know. We yeah, caught I'm the head, nigga. In charge. <laughs> yeah. We got goose. We got goose. Yeah. So it's like all this slime and all this stuff, like from the skin or whatever. Right. So you know, I'm. She like, no, 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 you gotta eat the skin. That's where all the flavor at. I'm just like, because it's like you know how the, uh, when they roast them pigs, yeah. how they like all red and, mm-hmm. and shit. So I'm just like, ah. but I like fucking. I only live once. Yeah. Did it? It was amazing. Food was amazing. Uh, what we do after that? Oh, we went back to another who was crazy. My man don't, my man don't smoke, drink, nothing. We call him Vicky Nandy Dini Siegel. That's how much, <laughs> that's how much on his Dean he is. <laughs> so I got him this, I like, come on, man, you gotta at least sit down inside the hookah lounge. So we wound up sitting in the hookah lounge, smoke some hookah. And then the next day we went to uh Hong Kong, supposed to have these famous French toasts. Like mm. this this world famous back to TikTok. <laughs> so uh Wind up asking some somebody where to get the French toast from. I like we don't want no tourist spot. We want to go to the to the to the hood one. Yeah. So she, she sent us to a hood spot. Same shit. They just plop you down next to whoever. Yeah. And I always thought it was weird eating ramen and and breakfast and noodles for breakfast. But that French toast was fucking amazing. We wound up getting two orders of French toast. Excuse me. I wound up getting the ramen, uh, chicken. So. Instead of getting that processed motherfucking uh, fake condom pack. To that Nissen. That Nissen. Yeah, you did that Nissen. They give it to you fresh. You put it in there. I'm like, damn. I'm like, all right, ramen for breakfast ain't ain't a bad thing. But over there, dinner is breakfast. They get, they had ramen. <laughs> we was at breakfast for the uh, all you can eat. They had ramen. They had cabbage. They had motherfucking uh, fried rice. Like, they eat, like, breakfast is, I mean, dinner is 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, like how they say all day breakfast, they all right. day dinner over there, mm. and uh, yeah, that that probably, that was about it. Hit a couple stores up. Oh yeah, the Rolexes are back. Everything is back. Hong Kong got a Rolex store, a Paddock store, a Cartier store, and they flooded with watches. Yeah, Damn. they is flooded yeah, with watches. I, I, do, they, do you know if they give you um like on the tourism if they give you uh if the government give you money back when you buy like high ticket items over there? Do you? I'm know? not sure. I know they give you uh what they call it, like duty free. Okay, duty free. Yeah. So if you bring it back, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they do. Because when you bring it back, they don't you don't get taxed for it. Yeah, because like yeah, in yeah. the in the um in the in the in the EU, basically anything that you buy, and then the same thing in uh Bahamas. Uh, I don't know about Jamaica, but the same thing in Bahamas and in Mexico basically is like you fill out the duty free form or whatever, and then the government gives you a rebate on top of whatever you spent. So like when I went to Mexico and I bought my girl Rolex, I think it was like not like nine thousand or whatever. So I got it tax free, and then I filled out a form, and then the government sent me eleven percent rebate back on my credit card in like forty five days or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah I know coming from over there, you gotta make sure to declare all that shit. Yeah, yeah, you gotta declare everything. Like we had to. Uh, like we had to split the bread up because we had to take some cash over there, and they be on that. They want to know, like, even if you off, and I, I'm glad I watch like to catch a smuggler, like one of my uh, <laughs> favorite, <laughs> my favorite TV shows on Hulu. So I was prepared to leave the country because I seen a boy. Boy had like American money, Indian money, and Chinese money. 
He like, no, it's ten thousand total, baby. <laughs> so they sitting there counting all his money. It was like nine thousand nine hundred and seventy three dollars. He was yeah. lucky to the motherfuckers. Yeah, because he thought because he had like eight thousand American. Then he had like random uh, other country. They like, no, it's ten thousand total. If you got more than ten thousand cash, period, you got to declare it. So you know, we just split the bread up and just and just went right through. But they ain't, they ain't even fuck with us though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. The um, where you give it score wise. I love it. I'm going back for my birthday. Okay. Yeah, I, I give it a, I give it a ten. I mean, it's it's too much. You gotta st- real, t- realistically, you gotta stay over there for a month. Nigga, <laughs> that's not practical for most. It's people. not practical, <laughs> but in order to be able to to see and visit everything, most people get a week vacation. Yeah. For their job. I mean, I was over there. there. You executive, you get yeah. two weeks yeah. vacation. Sure, I was over there what seven days, and I didn't even scratch a, a dent. And right. In anything. I mean, I feel like that about, like, pretty much any big-ass place. You go somewhere that's, like, you know, foreign land and yeah, shit. You get and a real gist of it. Like, and then yeah. people be telling you other stuff, and you put in your notes, like, damn, I ain't got time to hit this. They right. tell you to hit that. Because I don't really like doing too much of the uh, the touristy stuff. I like going to the trenches. I was trying to see some triads. You know what I mean? I was trying, <laughs> trying to get to join a gang. Yeah, I trying to join a gang. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, I love it. I, I, <laughs> Outside of the flight was crazy, right? I wanted to, I wanted to WhatsApp you, but you know we thirteen hours ahead. Mm-hmm. I was trying to transfer my points to get the because I had booked. I came back on uh on uh, 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 or Qatar Airlines or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, they sent me the email like you said, mm-hmm. want to upgrade to John. I'm like, boom! I'm like, damn, Matt, Matt said I'm going back. I'm a Rolodex. <laughs> I ain't remember what episode it was. I'm like. Damn, it's wrong. It was like fucking four in the morning. Oh, nigga, you could hit me out of fucking, you know what I'm saying? When they sent you the offer, they sent it to you as far as doing points or money. They gave you both the options. Yeah, they gave you both yeah, options. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, by, the, by the time I figured it out, I had to do the AVOs and to transfer the AVOs to the, mm-hmm. uh, to the um, whatever, the uh, Qatar joint. I had to sign up for the Qatar joint or whatever. By the, the time club, I... The Q, yeah, Q yeah, 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 privilege club. Yeah, yeah. So by the time I did all that, and went on there. Somebody done beat me to the. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, beat that, me to the business be class. Around with yeah, because Jones. they literally sent it like right after you booked. Yeah, the right flight. after you booked right it, they sent it. Book it they'll send it like, yo, we got a journal. You want it? Oh no, all right, fuck you then. Somebody else got paid for pussy. That shit. That's sad. exactly how. Yeah, that's how it go. Yeah. You go back to checking. Nope, yeah, sorry. We, oh, we ain't taking the flight without these Jones yeah, souls. Yeah, we filling them up, Playboy. So what's on you? But Qatar, they got uh. Now I got the premium economy. Yeah, they right behind the business class. So you still get to put your feet up, the the, the, the back recline real far. Yeah, you just the don't got the box around you. Yeah, you got yeah, it's, it's the same seats, but just no box. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I flew that. Uh, I told Lee we we was looking to go go to Italy, and I'm like I went and looked at the flight to book the. Basically, you know the way to see you, you saw the way it's designed with the boxes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the the Q suites is is Q suites on the side of the plane that are solo. Then in the middle of the plane, it's basically two that are connected, but the ones that are connected got on because it's like a diamond. Yeah, like, yeah. like outside bees, of the yeah. diamond, it's individual because that's what I said. And like, mm-hmm. but if you want to get like the suites that are connected where y'all drop the middle and it becomes like basically like a, a little bedroom, and yeah, shit, you have to like buy that. Like, you're not going to get an upgrade to oh, that. Oh, got you. And I was telling her, like, because she's like, oh, we'll be lucky if we get I'm like, ain't no luck. Yeah, that ain't. Ain't, ain't, no, <laughs> ain't no parlay shit. <laughs> I was like, you got the bet. And we went and looked. To book that shit on the flight to Italy, dog, 19000 a piece. Round yeah, trip. Fuck. I'm just like, yeah, no, nah, we just going to do the points. I'm just going to do the I'll talk to you when we get off the plane. <laughs> 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 yeah. But it, was, it looked fly because... 
you it drops the middle and basically the beds connect. Right. Yeah. So it's like I know the picture would be crazy. Right. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. outside of that, it's like, you know, forty thousand. You know what I'm saying? Nineteen grand. Yeah, and, and, and shout out to my man, right? You know, we always got that one horny friend. Mm-hmm. That shit knows where the hoes at, no matter where you're at, everywhere on yeah. earth. He looked at my picture. He like, oh, you got a compass. He like, yeah. yeah I he think it's Moses. <laughs> he like, oh shit, you there? He like, yeah, go here, right here, fifth floor, boom, boom, boom. So I Google it. I'm like, no, that's in Tokyo. I'm in China. Oh shit, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> They sent me another address. He like, yeah, go to the sixth floor. He like, you're gonna know the, you're gonna know the, the which one apartment it is because all the pictures of the girl is on the outside of the door, <laughs> and then you just knock on the door and tell him what girl you want. I'm like, man, I ain't doing that. I'll hit you when I get back. <laughs> What type of animal do you take me for? Matter of fact, I'll talk to you in a minute. Only four blocks away, huh? Damn, Google Maps. Where that taxi nigga at? It literally was four blocks away. That's hilarious. That's dope, though. It seemed fly. Yeah, it's fly. I definitely, definitely, man, I recommend. I want to go on a trip with everybody, like, somewhere over there. If we do the Middle East or Asia, one of those lands where it's like, I don't want, not no, like, I don't want to go to, like, you know, Bahamas with you niggas or nothing crazy no. shit like that. But I mean, like one of those joints where it's crazy, hey, a man, lot yeah. of shit going yeah. on. I, no, I my man's still over there. He left. He was we was gonna go to Thailand together, but the, the Thailand was like six hundred. I'm like, man, I'm coming back home. Mm-hmm. He wound up going to Singapore because here to Singapore, like it's the longest flight ever. It's 19th Street mm-hmm. or whatever. He said it's the longest flight, so it was three hours from uh, Hong Kong. So he went to Singapore. So as soon as I land, he's about, yeah, I'm in Thailand. The flight then went down to a bean, so he'd have made it. Yeah. So now he in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. in the car. <laughs> so he in Thailand. So yeah, no, I recommend it uh, for anybody. It's a, it's a long flight. Prepare. What I what I what I was told, but I forgot. I was told in November. I didn't remember in January. Is pack pack food. Mm. What? Take your food with you for the flight. Yeah, it's for the flight and for when you're over there, just in case you don't like what's going on. Uh, cause, because uh, tonight I was like, yeah, why you ain't take no food? I told you to take the food. I'm like, yeah, that was in November. <laughs> I forgot. You know how much life I done lived? Yeah. yeah. When I took the uh, flight, the 14-hour joint, I just took uh, three of those uh, melatonin, them triple Z, the oh, triple yeah, X yeah. melatonin. I was, she woke me up. She was like, sir, you've been asleep for 11 hours. You want something to eat? I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, that's how it was. I took, I took, I took my perks. As soon as I got uh, coming back, it was nine hours from uh, Hong Kong to Qatar. I slept seven hours straight. Mm-hmm. Woke up for the last two, whatever. But I was on a man. I the flight from from uh, Qatar to JFK. Oh man, they didn't have no business class, no economy. They didn't have nothing on that. It was just first class. And poor niggas. Yeah. That's all that was on that joint, man. I'm, I'm sitting that joint. I, I, I got two seats. I'm still, I can't get comfortable. There's 95 kids on there Yo, running up and down. The flight I flew from Qatar to Abu Dhabi, and it was a short flight, but it was so many fucking kids. It was Yo, like 50 minutes. And it, but them kids, you know, they unruly as yeah, shit. Yeah, they unruly they as shit. They bad than a motherfucker. They don't sit down. They scream and holler. And the parents just like, they don't deal with them. 
Right. So you just like, yo, can you shut these little motherfuckers? <laughs> like that shit. One was... little kid jumped out her chair, landed right on my knee, man. I wanted to uppercut her so fucking <laughs> oh, bad. Young man. boy was reaching through the seat trying to grab my arm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, this little nigga, kinky ass young boy, <laughs> kinky ass. And then they stare at you to try to get you to talk to him. Yeah. They just keep staring like, no, them kids, yo, man, them kids, shit yeah. coming out of guitar, dog. Yo, the kids is bad than a motherfucker. Yeah, nah, I love it, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, look fly. I wouldn't mind going to Hong Kong. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking about. May going back. Yeah, yeah, shit. I, let me know. I don't fuck with it. I'd like to do something. Well, there we like go. That. TRP takes it. It takes yeah, Asia. I'm not sitting in the economy, but you know, <laughs> I, we'll figure it out. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, man, we're going point to point. I'll show you where to, where to use the motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, that's dope, though. Clint, hell, yellow button for Dan's first time in China. My first stamp. I got two stamps. I got two for oh, one. your first time officially leaving the First country. time I was leaving the country. Yeah, well, Leave, you know, back in the day, you ain't need all you needed was your birth certificate. You ain't need a passport. Yo, I was watching I, that docu series. I'm watching about back in the day. Um, I'm on the '70s, whatever. And they talking about when like terrorism first started, yeah, and how effort like the the uh, one of the motherfuckers on there talking. He was like, people have no understanding of what like flying was back in the '70s. He's like, 1976, you could literally go to the airport and make your way onto a plane. And it wouldn't be until a stewardess say, "Do you have a ticket?" I'm like, oh no, oh, I'm damn, man. Oh, man, to, man. Call me when you get to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you no, on the plane smoking cigs, all kind of shit. No, it's the nineties, the nineties was like that no, too. Straight like, up, he's like, back when it first cracked, you could literally walk on to like you could go that far into it to where you could be on the plane, just like, no, yeah. I just came to see my man, I was yeah. my homie. Uh, call me when you get a shot and, and walk back off. Yeah, that the plane was hanging back. out at the airport yeah. was a thing. Duh. Yeah, the nineties like that. My uh, my man girl worked at the bar there. We Walk in, go to the bar. Yo, listen, walk I, somebody to the drone, <laughs> see them off. Like I, my man, clean the plane. When, when, uh, when yeah. we went to New Orleans in '98, it was '98, '90, yeah, summer '98. My mom bought the high C on the plane. Yeah. Big jump. <laughs> Hold your cup. Like you was allowed to bring. Yo, all when JetBlue first came here, my man was working at JetBlue. You check in outside. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's no it. No ID, no yeah. nothing. You just get on the plane. I remember August of two thousand and one when I went to Clark, Atlanta. I did the late orientation, so I went like the beginning of August or whatever. Then I just stayed down there for when the right uh, semester started. Right before, right. Yeah. yeah, literally right before nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I took everything mm-hmm. I had to Atlanta on the plane. Me, my mom, and my brother came down with us too. Whatever. And I had literally a trunk bigger than this table right here, a trunk with all of my stuff in there, like six suitcases, my mom's suitcase, my brother's suitcase, all of that shit. We checked it at the Sky Cap, $60. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, keep it on the down. Yeah, right? keep it on the- Push that shit through. And we got to Atlanta, that shit was right on the other side. Yeah, that shit was real back in the day. Like, you Yo, the Sky, the, 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 the folded money to the, to the, to the boy outside was the, was the best shit ever. Yep. They was talking about the stewardess, because uh, that's what it was back in the day. It was like, wasn't called flight attendant. Stewardess and all the rules that they had, they was firing stewardess for getting married. Cause you you can't be no no bad bitch with a husband, right? <laughs> and like the whole premise is, motherfuckers up here business class, first class want to see a beautiful young girl yeah. who only weigh one hundred and twenty pounds that ain't married. Like I was like the seventies was crazy. They cared more about what the stewardess looked like than like who was on this motherfucker. <laughs> <or> what was on? <laughs> real dog. Like yeah, back in the day you could do anything on a fucking airplane. But yeah, no, that's dope, man. Congrats to you on that. I I, I definitely wouldn't mind going to Hong Kong. Yeah, definitely. That was cool man. and shit. Uh, what else popped this week? Oh, the movie shit. Matt, hey, man, Matt, Matt's in a movie, man. Yeah, I, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> uh oh, you wrote the route to your sad card. <laughs> Yo, straight up. The um, shout out Kyrie and Eb over there, Focus Focus Studios. They're doing a bunch of shit. You was in the uh, 
Nightlife yeah, documentary. Nightlife documentary. He got everybody off of that shit. The, he um, dug niggas up for that joint. I said, where y'all find this man? Yeah. The um, but yeah, they they reached out to me, wanted me to um do a scene in this movie um where I'm I'm the uh, uncle of a. Uh, of a uh, mirror who's his baby mother in the work bay. Yeah. It's like a transition off into like a new characters and new scenes. So real quick. So now basically there's a, like a Bay cinematic universe like a now. Bay universe. It's going to be a bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? Got it. You know, I told you fat Bay. I'm going to be my feature film. You know what I'm Trap saying? Trap Bay. Oh, man, I might get a, a cameo with fat Bay. Yo, promoter Bay. You know, that's going to be your spin off. Scam Bay. Scam Bay. <laughs> Oh, that's my lead role right there. Dan coming out party coming right out there. Party. Starring Scam Rothstein. Fat Bay, Promoter Bay, Scam Bay. We, we covering all motherfucking angles. Tom stamped this Dan in yeah. case Kyrie and Ab try to steal yeah, this shit. You gotta sue Kyrie, you know what I mean? Scam Bay. That's fucking hilarious. But yeah, they, um, so this one is called Christmas Bay. Um, but yeah, they're doing a whole bunch of joints or whatever, whatever. Um, what do you want to talk about in it? Uh, so, what's the movie? Who are you? Okay. You ain't obviously ain't got to give away no plot points or whatever, but just kind of like give us your your BTS on like being on your first set or whatever. You have a you know an active role. Like what's going on? Paint the picture for us of like what's happening. All right, so they shot this particular scene in Atlantic City. Okay, like in the uh, townhomes down there on the beach or whatever. Nice crib. Where is that? Um. I, I went to the wrong house to start because I'm looking at the call sheet. I didn't get the revised call sheet, I guess. Yeah. And I'm looking at the address. I'm like, okay, cool. Atlantic City, you know, whatever, whatever. I get down there. I pull up to the crib and I'm just like, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Like, there's no action. The door ain't open. It's, I'm, so I'm just like, this, and it feel like a trap house. Like I'm just like, it's no way. <laughs> What's well, Atlantic City? It's, a, like, it's I, definitely it's no a trap way house. to filming a movie at this joint. So I call Kyle Hill and said, phone. Remember, I hit you like, you got Ev number? Because I ain't have her number. Call Ev, she ain't answer. I called Nah, she didn't answer. I'm just like, the fuck? So finally, Kyrie called me back. He's like, yo, what's good? I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think I'm at the right house. He was like, just you saying that, you you definitely not at the right house. Because he was like, the door is open. It's a U-Haul. It's people running in and out. You got to see it. It's the only thing on the block. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, he give me the new revised address. Boom. I, I come to the crib. I get there. Now it's like, it starts to, I, I guess, in my mind, I felt like I felt coming here. Okay. Where it's like, I'm kind of in control of everything, even though it's like, Hefe, Dan, other people, you know, even we was doing with Taylor and all, yeah. but it's still like, it's, it, the production is based around us. Right. But then getting there and I'm just like, oh, this shit ain't about me. <laughs> and that's like a, not a humbling feeling, but like a, damn, this is like a real thing. You yeah. see all the camera equipment and battery packs and boom mics and this and that and the makeup people and the, it, it, it's a real production. Yeah. It's a lot. It, so it definitely, that at that moment, I kind of like. I don't want to say bitched up, but definitely like, ah, shit. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't act. So I come in, I see Kyrie. He's like, oh man, bro, I'm so happy, man. This is going to be so dope. I see Ev. Ev, like, yes, yes, you know, whatever, whatever. But the thing that can always like give you a little boost is the fact that you see people and they like, oh shit, podcast. But like, so it's enough people on set that's just like, yo, man, when I saw you was on the joint, I was just like, damn, like, Mac gonna be in it. Like, shout out to uh, Mal, Saltwater Poppy. Shout out Sh my guy, Mal. Shout out to Jonika, Joey's Definition. Like, they were on sound and audio and mm -hmm. shit. He was doing audio show. That nigga... He's very good at what he does because you really got to, like, I mean, like, he was sweating and you got to crawl in the tight spaces. Right, right there, I'd have been, yeah, no, nah, this is too much. <laughs> like, what else can we what do? What else can I do? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, we need to find a workaround. Yeah. So, uh, 
They take me down into the basement. That's where, like, the cast was at. So the cast was down there hanging out. So I come in. I, I meet everybody. Um, I meet the lady Tiffany, who was the mom. She's basically like my sister. Okay. And I meet the other Tiffany. Shout out to her, Tiffany Green. She's playing my wife in the movie. Um, I meet uh, Raheem. He's playing the, the the new love interest of the mom. He was down there. The sister who was playing Sahar. I got everybody's name. I don't want to leave nobody's name out. The uh, What the hell? Her goddamn name. The uh, uh, Jordan Campbell. She's playing the sister, and then uh, uh, Tierra Good is Amira. That's the baby mom. Gotcha. So I meet everybody, and they like cool, you know. And they like Kai's like, listen, this is Matt's first movie ever, and they like, oh shit, da da da. So they like discussing when they was doing this, and the one girl was on Broadway, and this guy was he did a movie with Earthquake, and then she did this and this and the third, and they like, so what do you do? I'm like, and we got these mics, podcast, you talking shit, you know what I'm saying? Because I've I've never done any of that. So the girl's like, what did you go to any school or whatever? I'm just like. I went to Saul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Agricultural. You know? <laughs> you know? <man. laughs> she like, no, like acting school. I'm like, oh no, I never did nothing. So they like, so how I'm like, they asked me if you want to move with the boy. Like, dog, that's dope. Like the fact that you like didn't even try and they just actually, I'm like, uh, yeah, it sound good. You know what I'm saying? But it's <laughs> yeah, like, make me look crazy. Yeah, they like, yeah, acting school, whatever. So I know none of the like the industry terms or whatever. Yeah. So like we we all in the basement. So the guy was like, so uh What's up? Y'all want to run lines? And I'm like, they like, yeah. What's up, podcast land? It's your boy C. Diddy, one half of the realest podcast ever. Are you tired of the same boring, unoriginal podcast that lack depth, originality, and substance? Well, I got a solution for you. Join us here every Monday and Thursday on Revolt Podcast Network for the realest podcast ever, where we bring you the best in entertainment news, fashion, sports, music reviews, politics, and street culture with a mixture of the most powerful guests that you're going to find anywhere on the internet. Join us every Monday and Thursday for the realest podcast ever. Hey, let's, let's run lines or whatever. When I'm like, yo, y'all about to go outside? He like, no, nah, we about to like go over to... <laughs> yeah, where we lining up at? We doing suicides, 20 yards? Like... like, where we running at? He's like, no, nah, we about to re- go over the script since everybody here, we can do that for the first time or whatever, whatever. So I'm like, oh, so the lady, uh, Tiffany, who's playing the mom, thought... When I tell you she's, like, on another level good of, like, acting and shit, she's acting on Broadway, she teaches classes, all this shit. She started talking about, I thought she was talking about, like, her life. Like, what she's going through and the fact that her kids don't call her no more and this, that, and the third. And, you know, now I got this young nigga and he's the only thing that's helping me out when I'm about to lose my crib so my mind ain't right and da-da-da-da. And the guy is like, yeah, I'm I'm really digging the, the life that you bring into this character. And I'm just like... Oh, you talking about the person you're playing in the movie? <laughs> and they like, yeah, that's what acting is. You're supposed to bring life to Sheesh. a cat. I'm like, shit, I ain't get that far. I, <laughs> I ain't think about I it. I brought my like, life to the set. That's about as far as I got. Yeah, straight up, man. So we down there. And now I'm just like, I'm like, all right, I got 15 lines. And I'm like, I know the lines. But yeah. now I'm like, I ain't gonna hold you. The, the nerve kind of kicks. So I'm just like. I can't remember none of this shit. <laughs> oh, so they get up. They start taking people to makeup. So they they come get the one girl. They get the other girl. She got to go to makeup. The girl got to go to makeup. Uh, I come upstairs. I meet the stars of the shit, which is 
Claudia Jordan and Hitman Holla. They're like the star love yeah. interest, whatever. Meet them. They cool as shit. Friendly than a motherfucker. Um, I meet the production, uh, the pro- the production manager who is Dominique Janelle. She cool as shit. She she gave me uh, what was the 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 Puerto Rican girl from New York on the cover? Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. She gave me her vibe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Very very like. Don't fuck with me, but I'm the nicest person on yeah. the planet, but I'll punch you in the I face. I whoop ass. I whoop ass. Real bad in here. Um, you meet all the different crew members. You see all the interns. That's why I'm just like, where the boy Raheem like, oh, don't, don't sweat it, though. You're going to be good. Like, your first, you know, that's your first movie. You're going to mess up. You're going to not remember lines. You, you're you're going to, you know what I'm saying? But you'll be all right. We're going to pull you through. I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. So my character is I'm Uncle Eddie. So I'm Amira's uncle. Basically, all the kids, I'm the, I'm the brother to the mom. Okay. And I'm the kid's uncle, of course, because yeah. I'm the brother. And then my wife is there, who is uh, Amina. Yeah. So I'm basically like the the uncle that's like not to be taken serious, but taken serious. Like the jokester, play right. around, kind of serious uncle or whatever, whatever. And I basically, I got, the scene is us at Thanksgiving dinner, where we're finding out that the house is about to get saying. So it, it, it was... It was a lot going on because, like I said, when you're shooting with that many people in one scene, you have to shoot multiple angles. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep doing yeah, the same over thing over and, and yeah. over and over and over. We did that no bullshit. If we did it thirty times, that's being nice. Yeah, you got to do reaction felt. shots, cutaways, Cut away, you this angle, that angle, me, over the shoulder, her, close up on him, close up on him, close up on. Him. And then it gets to the point where it's like. I think for me, my biggest issue was, one, I'm reading the lines verbatim. Yeah. And I'm trying not to come off the line and be like me. And that's, like, what they didn't want. Because it's like, be yourself, nigga. Yeah. That's why, like, be silly. Be, you know. But I'm like, I don't know how to, like. And I finally got it when I had, like, a, little, a back and forth with Hitman. And I, like, I, like, almost cursed at him because I was getting mad. And God was like, <laughs> yes, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> you like, got this shit. You there. Yeah. Um. It, it was it was it was very interesting to see how it all works and how it all goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like I, the funniest part was, for whatever reason, I I basically start the family prayer at the at the, <laughs> at the dinner table, and for whatever reason, I could not get the line. I knew the line. I could say it right now if I need to. Yeah. But I, to start the prayer is my father. And then I after that, it just would go blank. So when that happens, you're supposed to, when you can't remember your line, you say line. Line. And yeah. the script uh, editor will say the line that, so that you can come right in on the shit. So it became like a joke on set. Like, we know this nigga go fuck. Because every time <laughs> yeah. we shot it, I fucked it up. So then... When they did the close-ups on me, they had the cameras all angled on me for the close-ups. Kyle was like, come in, I'm going to mark your spot, and we're going to tape you. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, we're going to put tape where your feet is at. When, cause, and this is the nuttiest part. We're at Thanksgiving dinner, so everybody's sitting down. For whatever reason, my character is the only character that has to move. Oh, shit. So everybody's sitting at the table, so they don't move. But I literally walk off to go see what the score is on the game. I come walking back in to make the prayer. I get up from the counter when they say to go get the... Like, I'm the only one moving. Right. So... So are they following you with a camera this whole no, time? No, but it's, oh. a pan, it's a wide shot okay, that comes it. in. So when I come back into the scene, he's like, you got to come and you got to land directly on, on that mark. tape. Because yeah. that's where the close... So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like... What's the line to the script writer? She tell me, my father. I'm like, my father, I'm good. I'm good. They like, you sure? I'm like, I'm straight. So I walk out the room. 
They like action. The scene start. The mom is yelling at me. My wife is telling me to come back in so they can pray on the food. I come walking back into the scene, and I'm so worried about the tape that I forget the lot. I, I come walking in. I land perfectly on the tape, and I'm like, line, and everything. <laughs> for whatever reason, I just could not remember that yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had, and you know, what's crazy is this scene. Took all day. So you just, this one scene was your day. All day. Because you got to get this, you think about it, you got to shoot it from this side of the room, getting their reactions mm -hmm. at the table on a wide. Then you got to change everything around camera-wise to get this side of the room. You got to get a close-up, it's eight of us. Close-up on Amina, close-up on Eddie, close-up on Jalen, close-up on Amir, close-up on Sahas, close-up on uh, uh, Amir, close-up on... The girlfriend, close up on the mom. Then you got to do double shots where you get in the mom and the son. Then you got to get the Jalen and the girl. It's so much shit. So then we we went on lunch break. And at that point, I'm just like, it was 10 p.m. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> lunch. What time did, y did you start? I got there at 3. Okay. So you, the, the the call was for 3 o'clock, then makeup. I didn't go to makeup, which I, I still don't understand. Everybody went to makeup. Yeah. Except for me. But darkies, the, the, the one, the, the the two producers was just like, "Now your skin, you good." And I'm just like, I don't know if that's a compliment or y'all just ran out. Of, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But that, I don't I, got nothing that's gonna match that. <laughs> <laughs> so you good? I got some tires on. Yeah. <laughs> that armor on. That's a wheel wet. <laughs> Some wet and shine. Yeah. Like what, what, what type of lotion you use? Oh, Aesop? Oh, you yeah, good. Yeah, straight up. That's better than anything we got back yeah. here. So we went on a uh, lunch break. Um, shout out to uh Stephanie. Um Steph, she, Yeah, shout out my sister. Yeah, man. she was doing the food there on the set. Um, you know, she killed it. She had a whole bunch of just all kinds of oh, shit. Oh yeah, motherfuckers will walk off if that craft services ain't right. Yo, yeah. and, 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 I've, and I've seen it. And I, and I one thing I kind of learned, because you know how people watch Entourage, you see like behind you understand that like they don't fuck around about like being on time for this, being on time for yeah. that. When you go to like craft services, crew can't eat until the cast eat. The ca and I, I was saying I didn't even know there were that many dietary restrictions. Once you start dealing with like actors and shit, this mm -hmm. motherfucker's a pescatarian. This motherfucker's a vegetarian. This motherfucker's a librarian. It's just mad shit. <laughs> like it's mad restrictions when you deal with them. Shefany, man, she she smoked it. She had all kinds of good ass. And and I came downstairs. I'm like, yo, we on break from a movie. I'm like, they it was sweet potatoes, macaroni and cheese. Broiled chicken, sand. I'm just like it's gonna turn to a sleepover. This be <laughs> so of course we come back to break. Everybody on set, like man, this ain't action, man. We figure that shit out. So we come back. The second scene is us like around the uh, kitchen island discussing shit. So now a couple people walk because they walk off chasing the mom when she snapped off. It was me. I'm the only one sitting because, again, I'm like the uncle. I'm sitting at the kitchen island, and they're, like, standing around me and yeah. shit. Um, but it was five of us in that scene. So we kind of ripped through that pretty quick. Yo, funny as shit, when we was on break, I went out because it got so hot in the house. I'm like, I got to go get some air. I'm outside just because it's cold outside. Like, it'll bring my body temperature down. But, you know, we in AC, and this scumbag around right here. <laughs> so I'm chilling, sitting on the back of my car. I'm, like, down the street. I'm, like, at the end of the block. I'm sitting at, on the trunk of the car. 
Nigga come walking through the, like, just out of the cribs, out of nowhere, hood on with his hands in his shit. I go to, like, clutch. I'm like, oh, I'm in Jersey. Shit, I'm Jersey. <laughs> and the nigga's like, he comes out and he's blatantly walking towards me. So yeah. I'm just like, fuck. He, he get close. He take the hood off. It's Mal. Saltwater pop. He's like, yo, man, y'all listen to the pod, man. I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that. It was over. Between <laughs> he's like, man, it was too hot in there. I had to get some fucking air. I thought that nigga was like a, a, a vagabond. <laughs> but um, we came back in. We did the uh, second scene. And we pretty much ripped through that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that, by that point, it was like... You got comfortable. I'm a, I'm very... I'm interested to see how it looks. Gotcha. Because it's like, one, you know the camera adds a couple hundred pounds. <laughs> so I, I'm interested to see how that looked. And then... Kai said it after when he was saying it to the boy Jalen when he was uh had a little situation going on in the movie. You don't want to, like, it's supposed to be a, it's a comedy. So really lay, lay into being yeah. quirky and silly. He's like, you don't want to see it later and think like. Damn, right I, there I could have. And I'm like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Where I, like, thought about it afterwards and just, like, I could have done so much yeah, more. Yeah, I could have punched that up more. But I feel like what happened was my nerves just kind of got the best of me. Because, yeah. one, this ain't the Matt show. So, and I didn't want to, even the boy said it when we was in the basement talking, it was like, you'll have, because they call them day players who are just there for the day. Yeah. That's essentially what I was. He's like, I've seen situations where the day player shows up and it's like, no, let me really, really get my 15 minutes. And sometimes that's necessary and yeah. needed. But then sometimes he's like, look at Michael Blackston on next Friday. That's a day player. He was there for a day. I'm sure right. of it. That fucking scene lives in infamy. When he came in snapping about the right. CD and shit, or look at Kevin Hart on Forty Year Old Virgin, right. day player, just there to curse the nigga out in the Circuit <laughs> yeah. City. But it's like that shit makes you so. It's like I've seen it working good and bad, and I'm just like afterwards, I'm just like, yeah, I was kind of like hesitant to really, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like draw as the old head. Funny as shit is, I, I bought a Bluetooth with the stick. <laughs> so that's funny as shit. Oh, so when I pulled the Bluetooth out, my fuckers was dying. <laughs> so it's like, shit like that I knew to do, but it's like still thinking back on how I said this, I'm like, I could have said it like that. Because right. right? I do that with telling stories on here. I'll be like, yeah. damn, I forgot this, or I could have said this, or this and the third. But all in all, they were like very, very nice. Accommodating. After, yeah, oh, the, as far as the crew, they were all phenomenal. But yeah. you know, Young black people at times are just like very like, who this nigga? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And after a while, we gelled and got very very cool. And you know, like I said, the the it's one thing I've kind of peeped, especially with that shit the other day. Is like we have a tendency to like if you're not a A list megastar, people will try to like diminish your talent. Right. You, I'm telling you, you cannot do that. Yeah. Because the actresses in this shit, they are so. I mean, like. Like, Kai even said it. He was like, he was like, you know what the issue you're facing on, on, on camera right now? And I was like, I pretty much know what it is because I, I deal with it on the show at times. And he was just like, what is it? I'm like, that I'm not doing anything. He was like, bruh, like, we, we had a good ass scene. And it's like, you're in the background, like, <laughs> just sitting there. And I was like, yeah, because I'm into this shit. And yeah. he was like, yeah, but the thing is, you're acting too. Right. So if if Dan and you are acting and I'm in the background of the scene, I can't just be standing there 
Yeah, you still gotta participate. You gotta you gotta uh, passively participate. As if I'm in the the coffee shop yeah. or I'm in the you know. So I'm like, yeah. So once I kind of understood that, I'm like, oh okay, because the camera's catching everything, mm -hmm. and it's all kinds of cutaways. So we had like a scene where. Me and her as husband and wife are like, we're married, but like, you know how them old head couples, like we love each other, but we don't like each right. other, like that type shit. And we had like a little back and forth banter. And he was like, I love me because I like snatched her hand away. Like I just started doing shit. And he's like, that's essentially what it is. You're yeah. doing things, trying to, you know, it's all going to get edited and cut and all of that shit. But um, like I said, all in all, it was... It was a fun-ass experience. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They was like, would you do it again? I'm like, yeah, you got more envelopes? <laughs> <laughs> An envelope will keep anybody coming to this motherfucker. Keep you real interested. Yeah, real interested. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it was... So it that, was, was your, that was your one-day thing, or you got another scene coming No, nah, that's the crazy part. He was like, the initial part he wanted me to play was a five-day. Gotcha. Where I was the other uncle for the other family. Oh, there's two gotcha. families blending for Christmas. That's gotcha. the whole premise of it. So... He, he initially was thinking about me for the other uncle, for the other family, which is all throughout the film. like multiple, mm -hmm. But then he's just like, it's your first time ever. At, like, I don't right. want to. And I'm telling him, like, no, nah, I can do that shit. That shit ain't about nothing, man. Nothing. And then I get this shit, and I'm just like, whew. I'm glad it's one day. Say about the best. Like, whoo. So I, I definitely have, like, a newfound respect for people who do acting. Yeah, for the craft. For just the... The the craft, yes, but also, like, being able to learn. Because you got to learn how to do your facial expression. Yeah. You got to learn how to do your body movement. You got to learn how to be able to, like, go into this or go into that or be able to put this spin on it. Or mm -hmm. Like, think about how you see a lot of these different, like, like not trying to be funny, when we talk about, like, the best actors, you know, you Denzel and, and Morgan Freeman and all, but, and you got to understand something. They're phenomenal. Not taking nothing away yeah. from them. But it's like, look at Will Smith, who's essentially, like, the A alpha male in everything. And look at somebody like Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright played Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King and he played the, liter, the leader of a Dominican street gang. Do you understand right. the fucking <laughs> yeah. opposite ends of, like, seriously, dog? Like, how many niggas do you know who could play peoples? Not many. You see what I'm saying? Not many, if any. And he played peoples to the point where it was believable. You didn't think that was a black man faking as, like, a... Yeah, a, a, yeah you didn't know his real name for about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> he was peoples. <laughs> he was peoples, so that shit is difficult. Like, I, I respect the hell out of people who do it. Yeah. And, you know, it was funny because I saw somebody the other day, like, made a little joke, like, oh, niggas want to be actors now. And it's just like, I ain't nobody say that. Like, it's just, right. it felt cool and fun to step out of your normal thing and do yeah. something that I've never done. I but think. that but that, that point right there, that's nut shit. Because yeah, I, 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 somebody <laughs> sent it to me. I was just, I didn't yeah, that, that's shit nut no shit like, because it's like, why does everything, with black life, why does everything have to be this or that? Bruh, like, why bruh. can't we do everything? Like, I literally just said that. I did Dutch podcast on Saturday. When you was doing a movie, I did mm -hmm. Dutchy podcast. It was all a dream. Shout out to all them guys. And I'm just like, yo, people have it in their minds that, like, you got to choose something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nah, do all of this shit. Everything. Make music. Do a podcast. Fucking do a movie. Make short form content. Long form content. Make clothes. Like, whatever the fuck you passionate about, do all of that shit because you don't know what's going to crack and then create the economy to be able to fund everything else yeah. do all of it 
I think my biggest thing for me is the fact that one, I was always kind of hesitant to even attempt some shit yeah. like that. When I was young, I ain't gonna front. I wanted to do like stage work. I wanted to get into acting. Yeah. I wanted to get into like going to theater and going into improv class because I always felt like my improv shit is is who I. That's me in the nutshell. Right. I, I am improv, and I just never did it. One because you don't really have like a a a, a vessel to get you to that coming from certain yeah. places. But two, just because of how you don't want to be judged or viewed or looked at creating that. And now I've gotten to the point where I, it's funny because yesterday I said this shit to Kevin Dunbar. There's a fucking platform or a fucking group of people or a niche market for anything, mm -hmm. literally anything out here. So while you hesitate and like, well, no, cause I don't want to, cause you know, you know, and it'd be like the whole time, there's probably 10,000 people who are subscribed to whatever the fuck you yeah, doing or absolutely. whatever. And that's just reality. You got to understand like, and I, I, I court I when I saw it, if at my first reaction was to like go and be like, nigga, cut it the fuck out. But then I thought about it and I'm just like, what the fuck I'm gonna say? You yeah, know what but, I'm then, but niggas thinking is so minuscule and so small minded that it's like if you are holding yourself back from doing anything because of what a nigga think, yeah. you already lost. Right. And I, because I, most of these niggas don't leave their neighborhood. Oh, so why yeah. the fuck a nigga that don't leave their neighborhood Listen. that take one Listen. vacation every four years going to dictate dog, what the fuck I'm doing. Dan, dog. Like, that's real shit. <laughs> How are you like, going to dictate what the fuck I'm doing and I'm trying to conquer the fucking world? Uh, yo, I said it the other day. I'm like, y'all will get bent out of shape over niggas who realistically never go past the mailbox. So it's like your perspective already doesn't really <laughs> You're exist already. because you don't have one. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of court that the other day on set where it's just like, they kind of, like, after talking and whatever, like, people like, yo, I'm, I'm going to check your show out because, like, damn, you talk real good. And, did it. and people on the on the set, like, no, nah, like, they show really the shit. Like, they like they the best shit in the city and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, I mean, I, I you know, and I don't walk around with that, like, chest yeah, out. Yeah, that, because like, that's for the people to decide. Like, you don't know who the fuck I, I, yeah. I ain't one of them. But it do feel good to see people, like, back you up. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. just, you know, like I said, Kyrie had that, that, that nigga could eat like he's Kyrie's at the point now where he's at like the precipice of going to like that next level. Yeah, for sure. And every index that comes out that talks about the best movies on Tubi, all of his his movies are always in there. And and you know I, I was talking to Tiff. We were talking about like just like because how how much we like documentaries and docu series. Yeah. And I was telling her like I watched a uh, the '90s docu series, the uh, documentary recently where it talked about the movies from the '90s and how Titanic and how it happened. Do you know the original budget for Titanic was a hundred million, which was like outrageous in yeah. 1996. The movie was so behind and it wound up going a hundred million over budget mm -hmm. to where it went to two hundred million, but. James Cameron had to rebuild the Titanic. They rebuilt the ship, and then they had a 114 million gallon pool that was the ocean. That the shit was, <laughs> right. and the shit wound up being a thing about it, a 200 million dollar budget in '97. Yeah, and I'm like, just looking at this house and how much cameras and lights and this and that and all of these people and all of these to the point where they got boom mics coming here, yeah. shit coming, and I'm like, this ain't even close to that. Right. So before we marvel at like. James Cameron doing Avatar, James Cameron doing Titanic. You got to understand something. Kyrie could easily be that in 20 years. Yeah. But it's like starting out from, like you said, you went from a couple rooms and apartments and now you filming in multiple locations in multiple states. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, but that's the shit that gets you there. And if you don't have that vision or that dream, you're never going to go. No yeah, you got to put the groundwork in and yeah. you got to be okay with starting with 
whatever you start with. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, if you got a, if you got thirty friends, you got to look around and be like, all right, he funny. She could do the dramatic, like just mm-hmm. utilize your personal network and who the fuck is around you. And then you can grow to be able to put people that have been on television for five and 10 years in these productions to kick it up to another level. Mm-hmm. And then you take that revenue and then you go to another level past that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, that's how the fuck you scale. Like you reinvest in the fucking, in the company itself and the projects and you just keep going up, going mm-hmm. up. Same thing for us with podcasting. Mm-hmm. We start with our, with our friends, AO, Spank, Clint Coley, Ra, Dan, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we take it up to the next level. Oh, bet Mike Knox, Dr. Umar. Did, like You just keep fucking going up in order to bring the traffic back to the platform. Yeah. We were talking um down in the basement, me and uh, Tiff, and we were talking about um uh, Slap. You know, Slap does a lot of movies with me. She's yeah. like, yo, Slap is, like, so crazy good. Like, the scenes with him and Kyrie just be... And I'm like, I would eventually like to feel... I, I would want to be able to do something like that because I think Slap is hilarious. And I'm like, I know we could play off each other very well. Yeah. But I'm like, I know I'm. this is the first time I've ever been in front of a camera to do yeah. And that's the reality. People will judge some shit like that against... Even with Slap, where it's like, Slap been in multiple movies. He's been on... That nigga did a one-man on. Yeah. So it's like, when you got shit like that under your belt... You judging it against that is just almost not fair. Right. And I think at times we do that to ourselves. Like we pigeonhole ourselves oh, before absolutely. anybody else do. Where it's like, oh nigga, you ain't no Jamie Foxx. And it's like, well, no one is. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> one Jamie Foxx. Like, what the fuck? Name so, me another nigga that came from the world of comedy that transcended comedy to become one of the best dramatic actors on earth. And win an Oscar. And win an Oscar. It just like, hasn't happened. It's one nigga. <laughs> it just hasn't like happened. Like, if, if that's the calculus I'm on, like, God damn, I'm never going to get there. Like, yeah, straight up. So I, I just look at it for what it's worth. At the end of the day, they asked me if I wanted to do a, a small role in this movie. I said, sure, I'll try it. I got through it. Everybody seemed to be pretty friendly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody I, everybody followed me from the set. Like, when, I, I, when we was on a break, Kyle came out. I was, I was outside. Kyle was like... How you feel like it's going? And I was like, I mean, y'all ain't like throw me out. Yeah. He was just like, that point. Because he's like, and it's funny, the next day they had to like remove a a crew member or whatever. And he like, that's, you know, people get fired from the set like in movies all the fucking time. So it's like, y'all haven't been like, oh, this nigga's completely garbage getting the fuck out of here. So it's like, I got through this shit. And the old adage of life is the hardest time to do something is the first First time. time. So it's like, you did it. You fucking got through it. You interacted with the cast, the crew. You sat through 50 takes of the same fucking shot and all of that shit. And now you know for next time, all right, cool. The overwhelming part is over. Yeah, and I think that's more so where it's just like, you know what I thought about honestly when when I like when they first yelled action, we was doing the shit. I'm like, people do people do porn like this. Like that's yeah, with 30 people yeah, in the room. Like that's super nerve-wracking. Yeah, eat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> get that rim while she get that yeah, rim while she's sucking yeah, them balls. Yeah, man. But um, you know, like I said, end of the day, it was fun. Um Shout out to Kyrie, Eb, all of them. You know, it was, it was, I can't complain. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm in a fucking movie. I'm, yeah. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to have an IMDB, Joe. You know what I'm saying? That's so real, like, That's man. pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Clap it up for Matt, man. Yeah, God man, damn, man. Never, you know what I'm saying? You know, Dan's hitting all the buttons. Hit every I think, button. I think he hit the movie button. Huh? I think he hit the Hulk Hogan button. I don't know. We'll find out in post. Yeah, man. But uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see. The next movie that he has because of the role where he was talking about uh, you and me, I was like, that's yeah. going to be funny. Yeah, I told my girl about it last night. She was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, yeah, me and Matt, dickhead yeah, cops. Dickhead cops, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but I, the, the, the idea of it and just watching how it all works and how it, I'm interested to see how it comes together and what it looks like for the final product. Yeah. But, like, Kyrie, and we're going to get him back up here to do another episode. Absolutely. Like, yeah, no, for sure, we got to do that. But just understanding that, like, he does the editing and he does this and they just, like, dog. Kai is writing, directing, producing, editing, like, just that those those are four separate jobs at least. Mm-hmm. Sometimes though that's twelve different jobs because sometimes you have you have co-writers, you have co-producers, mm-hmm. you have co-directors, and you have co-editors. So the fact that people like him, people like Rick Nice, are able to wear all of these different fucking hats and you know and and, and encompass so much work to be able to create these economies of scale for them their projects and the people that contract them to do work is like, this shit is not normal. Uh, like it, it is definitely not industry standard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so Kyrie imagine is- when Kai got a $15 million budget to mm-hmm. do what the fuck he doing, how great his product is going. Yeah. Be. He, um, you know, he's in the movie. He, he basically, they did the scene where he dropped the kid off to the things. Cause the whole premise is we're having dinner and he's dropping the, the son off to yeah. the mirror or whatever. Um, but yeah, he acted in it, had his little T sleeveless little zipper golf shirt on <laughs> yeah. the, um, it was funny. We was in the kitchen. We got done. The first thing he's like, all right, that's a wrap. He's like, all right, I need all the cast out. Um, I'm, 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 I'm about to do some flips. And when he said that, I was like, you about to start working out. <laughs> and he was like, what, nigga? No, we about to flip the camera around to shoot the other room. I'm like, oh, shit. And Ed was like, the fact that you're dead serious is what makes it even funny. Hey, I'm man, like, you don't know I'm what like, you don't know. I'm like, this nigga's a workout, nigga. I thought he was about to start flipping it. Chin-ups on me on three. <laughs> it wasn't far-fetched for him. <laughs> I said, this nigga start doing pull-ups from the boom. Like, I don't know what the fuck going on there. Like, yeah, nah, but it was it was fun. Um... The young boy who played Jalen, his name is Raheem. Um, he's he's actually really, really funny. He's like a clean comic, like yeah. a Christian okay. comic or whatever. And he reminds me of a Hammer. Like, if, if he was like Hammer My Pop, I'd be like, oh, all right. Not not the real MC Hammer, the actor MC Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Romany, whatever his name is. Romani Malcolm. Romani Malcolm. He, get, he reminds me a lot of him. But he was super talented. Both the Tiffs were super talented. It, it, was, it, was, it was fly as hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, was, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Sounds I got no dope, complaints man. about it. So. Y'all brothers had some uh, adventurous weeks. Me, not so much. You know what I'm saying? Just held it down. You did the podcast. Did, the, po- did the podcast. No need to talk about that. Episode will be out soon. Okay. But it's basically uh, an encapsulation of uh, our seven-year journey and predicting into the future and talking about the business of podcasting, media creation, scaling, all of that shit. So it's going to be like a capstone episode to where it's like people be like, yo, where where can I find like I'm looking to maximize and get all the information about the podcast business? Boom, it's in that episode. Let me ask you a question because basically we was on set the other day and you know I spoke about the podcast, like wanting to have somebody on the podcast, and he was like, I, I don't like the podcast, like 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 what it's about, you know what I'm saying? And I, I I'm like. <laughs> Not on no arrogant shit or no asshole yeah. shit, but I'm just like, I, I'm not, why, why, why? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not, you know, not saying I won't sell the show or whatever, yeah. but I, I kind of caught myself in a moment where I'm like, does urban, does the word podcast coming from our urban face? Has a super negative connotation. D- dog, I'm like, am I tripping? And I, super and I, negative. And I caught myself, because I, I, I said it, I'm like, well, this ain't like no messy ratchet shit. It's like we sit down and have real conversations. And then 
People who overheard that was like, yeah, no, 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 no. They had the mayor on the show. They had the owner of the Sixers on the show. They have high-level executives on the show. They had a great joint with Chris Gotti on the show. They had a great joint with Jay Petty, who worked for Steve Stout on the show. And he like, oh, word. And I'm just like, yeah, like, we're not about to sit down and be like, all right, so Wildin' Out Girls, who's eating ass? Yeah, like, yeah. This, this, so how many, uh, 30 Wildin' Out Girls, how many you fuck? You and, know what and, I'm and, and, and I'm like, but what has happened now with, like, podcast, the it's word. A, it's a dirty word. The word podcast sounds like. Crazy, yeah. To it's, like, it's like coming. Can you come on my podcast? It's like asking somebody you want to smoke crack with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where podcasting is right now. Would you like some crack <laughs> or some Fetty? Wall Street smoke crack with me, bro. Smoke crack. <laughs> That's where we are in podcast. Smoke crack with me, bro. <laughs> yeah, so. It's absolutely a, a filthy, horrible word. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I felt it in the moment where I'm like, damn, I really got to sell that. Yeah, I'm you got to explain this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many holes you kicked off set? Oh, none. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yo, you know, I felt like. I feel like you got an emergency at this I, point. I'm I, getting it can't nervous. Because why is it on Facebook? Audio? <laughs> like, the, um. But you know what I felt like? Remember the Stoogie Brothers on White the King? <laughs> yeah. with the book. Look at this nigga. I you killed. going in a book? <laughs> it's wicked, I like, man. I gotta show this nigga the poem. <laughs> like, nah, man. Look no, 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 motherfucking mayor, motherfucking Kyrie, Kyrie, come over here, Kyrie. <laughs> I'm like, Kyrie, come talk, <laughs> come talk to the come talk to the man. You know what I'm saying? We did a phenomenal episode about the independent Ooh. film game, like. Yo. And I'm like, what was crazy is you walk up to a, a, a nigga and say, yo, do my podcast. Niggas thinking like, I ain't in the, into that crack shit. Yeah, I might get, in, I might get indicted. <laughs> like, and I, I'm, I'm to myself, I'm just like, yo, it's crazy because I sat down with the minority owner of the Sixers. Yes. I had a conversation with somebody recently because we was talking about um, not betting when you in like certain positions or whatever, whatever. And we were talking about that at the Sixers game. Yeah. And... Literally, I was like, why on earth would you even want to, like, worry about that if you're in certain positions when it comes to this? So I'm looking at, like, the Harris Sports Blitzer group, and I was like, you got a, 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 a group that's under control of, like, $12 billion worth of sports. And my homie was like, nah, it ain't that much. I'm like, they own the Commanders, the Sixers, and the New Jersey Devils. Did you see Forbes release the thing today? The top five sports ownership groups in the world. Harris Sports Blister Group is number five. <laughs> How much do they have under their control? 11.9 billion. I'm like, I know I wasn't making yeah. it up. The Commanders sold for six. The Sixers is worth four. Yeah. That's ten. We got a little racing team. Oh, we got a boat. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal Palace FC. We own the Prudential Center. I'm like, dog. I'm like, they like you like. So it's like if I'm sitting down with people who are in that realm of shit, it's like the thought of even having to sell it that we ain't on some messy. That's shit, the annoying. That's part. the annoying part for me. Yeah. Where it's just like, how is it that I can sit down with someone who is the fifth, the mayor of the fifth largest city in the fucking country, yeah. and then sit down with these executives? But it's like I gotta turn and be like. Look, man, we don't be on the movies. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Think about the juxtaposition of the fact that you had a two-term sitting mayor, also the person that was the president of the National Mayor's Council for uh. all the mayors in the United States. Right. And you had a minority, minority owner of the Sixers, CEO of Campus Apartments that controls properties in 80 different uh. locations across the nation. And all he of those was... All of those were off of one phone call with one 
intermediary connection, mm-hmm. and you gotta go through all of these hoops, jump through fire, do fourteen backflips, forty four pushups in a row to get a rapper Bro. on the fucking podcast. And, and I, I'm talking to uh, my homie the other day, and it's just like we really going down the list where it's just like. Catherine Gilmore Richardson is the majority chair yes. of, of, uh, of of city council. And, you know, Curtis, Councilman Curtis Jones and Morgan Seif is like, she controls budget. Jordan Harris is running the whole budget for the state. Yeah, it's the just, budget. Like, so it, it's just, it'd be kind of crazy because I think the word podcast, especially in like the urban rap hip hop scene, yeah. the word podcast has become like almost like a dirty word. Yeah. Where it's like if you say like almost the way you if you told a motherfucker you sold crack in 03, it's like you still selling crack. crack like, yeah. That's how it feels. And it's just like damn like what do I gotta do to separate podcasts from like negativity? Cause I the crazy part is I tell people in other walks of life that I do a podcast and they say, oh really great, what's your podcast about? Ain't that fucking crazy? Yeah. Because they their ask- because their podcasts that they engage with are about shit. How 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 crazy <laughs> is that? When I say like, true story, I had the conversation with Super Fan Nav from the Raptors with the turban. Mm-hmm. He saw my hoodie. It was like TRP. I like the because you had six logo. What, what is that? I said like, it's my podcast TRP. He's like, oh man, pod, the media thing is blowing up. What do what are you what are you talking about your podcast? I'm like, we cover everything: sports, entertainment, music, fashion, the streets. He's like, oh man, that y'all cover all of y'all. Y'all like y'all like uh y'all like Drake of the podcast in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, I'm gonna check you out or whatever. Follow me on the gram. He be like liking shit when I, I mean yeah. like. It's crazy when you see that from like the other side of the world, mm-hmm. and then like in the hood, if you say I do a podcast, it's like, oh, who who yops? <laughs> like, and who the last like, nigga you diss? Yeah, and it's just like, what, what if you don't exist in none of that? Yeah, space? that shit is wicked. And I man. caught myself really saying it like, well, we would discuss like your trajectory in life and how you went from this and transitioned into that. And what was this about that made you want to even go into that? And how did you hone this and bring this person into that? And what do you think, you know, your biggest moment was that could have been better? I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm going to get me some shit <laughs> downstairs. You yeah, know I'm, I'm doing saying? a lot of work right now. Like, so, you know, end of the day, like, I, I I just think that the word podcasting has gone left. And you know then there's saying? another like a, a, a undertone of like nigga impress me. Like why why should I do your little show, nigga? Impress me, sell me on what's the benefit for me doing your shit or whatever the case may be. And it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we've already established some form of equal business stature by being in the same room on the same production. Yeah. So that alone should at least make you at least curious about doing the shit as opposed to like standoffish. You know but, what I mean? But I, but I think honestly what it is is the fact that so much mess gets highlighted and catapulted yeah. to the moon that people are become very, very like, <sighs> about what they engage yeah. themselves like not what they engage with but what they put themselves on yeah absolutely because if this shit go left who knows if it go left and go right great yeah so the 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 you know the just the nature of uh you know of the cell when it comes to like podcasting I'm more so it's like funny that wild. you brought that up and what you see cuz and it's so crazy cuz it made me I I felt it the other night pause but and I meant to say it in the group chat but it was late and um, because I left from the set it was like two thirty, yeah. and I'm like, yo, is it just me or does the word podcast sound crazy now? Yeah, you gotta like call your shit some. You gotta like make up a word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I do a video newsletter. I, I have a multimedia <laughs> entity. <laughs> <laughs> video newsletter funny as shit. But I have a video newsletter that's distributed on YouTube and RSS feed. It's so crazy because <laughs> I was with um K 
Kev's law firm, his his the guys, and yeah. literally it's like this is Ross Feller Casey. Like these are big wigs, yeah. big like them out of Casey's brother's a senator, and we're sitting there at the game, and he's like, hey, "What do you do?" I'm like, oh, "I got a podcast. I do." He's like, oh, really? He's like, oh, that's the one Kev did. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, man, I got to come down here. The other one was like, relax. Bro. But it's just the, the simple fact that he heard that was like, oh, man, yeah. you get me down there. It's like, how is it that you get that energy? Or like Tom Klein. This is one of the biggest lawyers in the city. He saw me and was like, oh, man, you, but how's the podcast going? Oh, man, like the media thing is really blowing up. man. Like, they're like that. But then on the flip side, if you say that, it's like, Y'all do a podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, man, this nigga about to ask me yeah. to do a show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this nigga. I'm just act like I'm sleeping. This nigga ain't going. Don't have me throwing water balloons on bitches. Like, the fuck is going on? I'm not trying to pour Hennessy over a bunch of hoes on camera. <laughs> oh, this nigga. Like, it's like that, though. And that's how yeah. I felt in the moment where it's like, yo, I got to find, I got to get a business yeah, it's card. Like, it's like, like uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, Best uh, cooking uh, aid, uh, Hennessy yeah. or Redberry Syrup? <laughs> like, what's your what's your thoughts on that? You know what I'm saying? Let's let the people Yo, know. Man, That's crazy. your camera, like. Yeah, but I, I felt it. I felt it in that moment where I'm just like, yo, saying you do a podcast in an urban space as an urban. That's a urban dirty word. Sounds nuts. Yeah, you got that. Remember when George <laughs> Carlin was like crazy. the seven dirty words you can't say on television? Yeah, it's like podcast is up yo, there. Oh man, it's 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 reached that point, and it's so annoying because these other people have all they got all kind. Even the ones who do pop culture centric podcasts, yeah. it's still viewed from a place of like. Oh man, you got the podcast. Like it's like that, and it, yeah. it just we we we've ruined it, man. And the other part about it is that's like so tricky is that like the black podcast, as messy as they can be, as uh, raunchy as they can be, they didn't set the blueprint for that. You know what I'm saying? As an entity, mm -hmm. you got podcasts like. Call her daddy, guys. We fucked and all of that. Like Bro, those are the ones that it, set the keep, blueprint let's for that keep shit. It real, Jerry Springer, yeah, set the blueprint for like Howard bring, Stern bringing mess <laughs> to the forefront of media. Where Oprah couldn't believe it. Oprah was like, "This motherfucker's really beating me in the ratings," yeah. and we was all just Jerry, Jerry, type <laughs> of shit yeah. with the clan on the stage. Like <laughs> <laughs> with the clan on the stage, we was tuning in. Yeah, so it's right. like you you can't fall, you know, as as dumb as it is at times, as messy as it is in times, you can't almost can't even fault these young black creators for indulging in some of the bullshit that they indulge in in the name of trying to get capital. It's like yeah. because people are watching this shit. Yeah. 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 So it's like how much how much blame is owed cuz if nobody watched it, they wouldn't do it. So it's like, how much blame is owed to them? How much blame is owed to the audience? It's probably some shared blame. They both are part and parcel to a lot of this shit. I just, I just think it's, it's, it's kind of like crazy that this to me seems like the big cycle of like modern day media, right? Yeah. It's you create a media platform. You decide if you're going to go this way or that way. Yeah. If you go this way to do some like real investigative journalism or some real live like broadcasting on like real serious issues and facts, this track is slower than you getting fiends to fight each other in the streets. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. you got this track going this way and this track, this track gets here and gets picked up by every publication that's out. World star, Twitter, this, everything yeah. is highlighting this spiritual shit. world, the gossip tea. Everything is highlighted to where this person who's doing this now starts popping up on 
real television shows and re- he's on the breakfast club and he's on mm-hmm. this and he's on that. You're still over here doing real good interviews and sit downs, yeah. but you're doing it with the, the president of the school district of Philadelphia. You're doing it with the environmental science specialist for OSHA. And yeah. The, and the, the head of uh, the, the, the bar association. You see what I'm saying? So then this shit gets picked up by all these publications. Now all the rest of the world is starting to see this shit. So, People who are like entities where like you a rapper, a singer, a ball player, a fucking dancer, a choreographer is in the third. You look at this shit like it's absolutely garbage, but you watch it every religiously on your YouTube feed. You don't pay this motherfucker over here. No mind at all. And then this motherfucker who's doing the mess and doing the junk, he starts highlighting you for your bullshit. Whenever you got some bullshit going on. So if you got an illegitimate kid or if you get in a fight at fucking uh towel, or if you get a fucking <laughs> DUI charge coming out of motherfucking, you know, Los Angeles or whatever, whatever. Yeah. So now you feel like to defend your name and who you is, you got to, go on that platform to make it known that you ain't on no fuck shit with the hoes and you ain't do this at the third and you ain't grab that bitch by a neck. I ain't cash up that my, no money out that bitch account. And the whole time this motherfucker is just waiting to sit down <laughs> with you to have a real live conversation about how you made it out of that ridiculous situation when you was young and how your mom did this and the third yeah. but you would never sit down with him because the traffic ain't there. And the whole time you look at this motherfucker with the same viewpoint that you look at this motherfucker even though they're not even close. Yeah they're not the sensibilities and, are completely off. It's so why and then and and then this person is just like man this shit is moving slow tomorrow. <laughs> just waiting on my moment any minute now I'm just doing this good journalism and if you haul off and do anything like the person over here who done blown the fuck up three years ago do they would call you crazy and a weirdo and all kinds mm-hmm. of lame. and I've I've looked at some of the things that have gone on with modern day shit and I'd be like I would never do that. Yeah. Like I would never say that. I would never engage in that. I've think about the situations we've seen from people where like you've seen events and I'll be like, I would never in a million years be a part of no shit like that. Yeah. But people love it and be like, man, this shit is great. But if I did that, it would be like, man, you're weird. You just it's it's crazy at times. Yeah, it, it it feels like a little bit like, um, you know, people are very hypocritical, first mm-hmm, and foremost, for sure. because people come the main con- type of content people complain about is the main shit that they engage in. Mm-hmm. So, again, if y'all didn't watch it, they wouldn't make it. They would find something else to do that they figured out to be mm-hmm. more interesting. And with that being said, I do think the tide is starting to turn where people. People are starting to mature a little bit, not Mm -hmm. a lot, but a little bit, and are starting to look for alternative type of content, something that's going to feed their brain, that's going to, you know, soothe them in a way that's not solely like entertainment based and more importantly, not just mess. I did a podcast audit the other day of like a big platform that was taking over World Star and was constantly on the shade room and this and this. And I go to their page and I'm like, it's been about about 11 months. Y'all ain't had a video crack 8,000 views. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's getting dark over this motherfucker Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah eventually the audience leaves because the message no longer serves them Mm -hmm. whereas something that we do our shit is on a steady up climb and we see these these peaks at different points when we you know when we onboard people and do 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 episodes with people that are outside of our our normal wheelhouse like a mike knox like a dave anderson whatever whatever those episodes shoot to the fucking moon because it's it's a crack in the matrix and it resonates with a different type of audience past who we normally speak to. So, and, and our regular content, like how we do this is just on us. Me and Dan just talked about it last night. We just want a steady 
uptick, a steady uptick because people are looking to be fulfilled in different ways now. And they're abandoning some of the bullshit. They're finally starting to take action behind the things that they say. I got this message the other day, short but very simple, and I thought it was very nice. She said, I've really been enjoying the interviews and podcasts lately. I mean, I've always listened, but the storytelling, the dialogue, the guests, it's all been top tier and great. I'm like, damn, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know if you was still actively listening because these girls, are sick. we haven't spoke really in a couple years. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, I started listening when y'all first started and even when y'all stopped and came back. But she's like, I listened to like two a day and just seeing how y'all have progressed. She's like, I really, really do enjoy it and it gets me through a lot. And that's kind of what, going back to Sharice with uh, the local artisan's food, she would tell me that like, yo, when I'm cooking, when I'm baking, right. when I'm doing these things, she's <laughs> like, I got y'all on to the point where people have started to gravitate toward y'all from me. And it's just like, yo, who are these dudes that they're this well-versed and they can talk about this yeah. and they can be funny and they can be serious and they can be informed and it's just like you know we've been blessed to be able to do that yeah. but i do think that at times the word podcast has been flipped so many ways that it's like when people hear it they don't know what the fuck yeah, they like they're is, on, is, they're, this, is this a prank like yeah, they, they on guard and that's because so many people have labeled the shit that they're doing a podcast Duh. that's not one yeah like it's a it's a big page in philly or whatever it's called whatever the fuck it's called some some something podcast and all it is is them riding around the streets of philly chronicling the bullshit that go on and fiends fighting fiends and niggas jumping off bridges and stuff like this i'm like this ain't no motherfucking yeah. podcast. This is this is some like where's the RSS feed? Like yeah. we should at least set some sort of we need a like a council of yeah. like podcasts like Elliot Wilson hating ass unknown caller me who Gillian Waller. We need to, like a council to be able to set like yo what are the rules of engagement in order for you to have a motherfucking podcast because you shouldn't be able to just do sixty second clips of the police shooting niggas and stuff like that and call yeah. that a podcast. That it's Straight not up. that. Yeah, no, that, it's funny we went down that rabbit because I definitely felt it the other night when I said it, and I got that face like, uh, and I'm like, I and, and, and I, I'm like in the, I'm like in the moment, I'm like, oh no, 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 it's not like. Like, 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 not like that. Like, yeah. You know, oh, you thought I said podcast. Yeah, no. I mean, like a podcast. Nigga. <laughs> you putting the emphasis on the wrong part. You know what I'm saying? We cast on the pod, yeah. but like, it ain't no podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, because podcast is just, it's, the word has become crazy. Even during the whole pandemic with the whole fold up the table yeah. rhetoric and all that, it just, it's become very, very weird. And I said it last night. I was at Kev Crib. We saw my, I'm here to tell everybody who does this shit, don't stop your podcast. Yeah. Keep doing the shit. I promise you. There's a market. There's a niche market. Even if it's a very niche market, there's somebody who needs to hear your shit. You gotta find there's, your tribe. There's some you gotta find your tribe. There's somebody who's going through what you're going through. There's somebody who wants to hear what you're going through. There's someone who appreciates what you're going through. And that's just reality. And I think me and you have been able to do a very good job at bringing our lives to color through these fucking microphones. Yeah. So, you know, that if you know, people are gonna come do the shit and and I kind of understand. Remember, we had the conversation. This is just pulling the curtains back uh, a couple months ago. You had the conversation like, dog, I, I, I've sat down on this show and talked to billionaires. Yeah. So I'm not sweating anybody. Yeah. If you're going to come on the show, you're going to come on the show. And I kind of peeped that a couple months ago when we had a situation where it was like we were really, really going after a certain guest. And it was just all this rigmarole. And it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. If the owner of the Sixers, and it's, I don't want to keep harping on that, but yeah. it's like, this man owns the fucking Sixers. Yeah. If I don't got to go through rigmarole, like literally I saw him at the game the other night and he was just like, yo, y'all got to get me back up. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, we do. We were at the facility. We were at the facility and he and he knew we were there at the Sixers facility in Camden. He popped in, hey, what's going on guys, yeah. what's up? 
I saw I heard, Mike. Heard my guys was night. here. Mike is like, yo, man, like the way y'all, man, listen, we like, you got to hit me because we doing another one. Like, so it's like if I have that from these certain people, and I'm not saying that that's the line of demarcation or the end all be all, but it's like why on, on the flip side do it's like I got to prove, you would think it would be the other way around. Yeah. But I understand. I should be vetting you for my platform, not the other, not you vetting me to appear. That right there is the problem (laughs) with a lot of, is the fact that anybody got a mic and a camera. So it's a gazillion platforms. There has, there isn't no vetting anymore unless you reach to a certain level of, but here goes the thing, certain level of nonsense. Yeah. And that's the part that people are missing. Yeah. Like y'all want to, y'all basically like Shannon Sharp said it the other day, y'all expect me to sit down and have a Diane Sawyer type interview with somebody when I ain't Diane Sawyer. Sawyer. I can't yeah. do that. I'd never claim to be able to do that. I'm not Walter Conkright. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Tom Brokaw. I, I, I can't, I physically cannot do that. But then on the flip side, you expect Barack Obama to go on whatever the fuck right. and just be talking crazy. Like it, it, it's, it's not. Yeah. Happen. Here's the thing. People will say that they want to be taken serious and then go sit down on non-serious platforms and, and wonder why we don't take them serious. Why the fuck are you yeah, on here? Yeah, yeah. Like, this this doesn't even make any sense. And it's like, yo, people are just losing their minds in the name of trying to get with the biggest audience that cast the widest net to be able to spread their fucking propaganda. Yeah. They don't care if it makes them look like a hypocrite. They don't care if it makes them look like fucking less than intelligent, whatever. It's like, no, but I'm going to go in there. I'm going to change the narrative. And it's like, no, you ain't. Mm-hmm. You're going to go in there. You're going to be the same jackass mm-hmm. that the last 33 jackasses mm-hmm. was. Like, it don't work that way. But I, I've caught that where, like, it's it just, it's, it's, it's a wild dynamic. But you know we could be here all day on that. I kind of want to get into some 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 funny silly. Yeah, shit. before we get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't. I don't even care what you got next. Cause you know, I, I feel so. I almost don't even know how to feel. Did you know that this Nicki Minaj shit was going on? Oh, absolutely. I found out yesterday, <laughs> and since I found out, I've been almost like heartbroken <laughs> because it's like Nicki, you were doing so good. Yeah, we had had him in the first half. Yeah, we <laughs> had him in the first half. We Nick, had him in the first Nikki, half. Nikki right now is doing the most Nikki thing of all time. Yo, man. By ruining an amazing comeback you know and a phenomenal like? album. Like not cashing out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, I just should have cashed out. Yeah, it's 60. The, the bet is 120, but they offer me 78,000 right now. Dog. I should just take this money. Not even that big. $200. <laughs> they offer me 140. <laughs> I just cashed out. Just took it. But yeah, like, Nicki Minaj yeah, is man. doing the most Nicki thing of all time, which is she's ruining an amazing comeback and a phenomenal album. One, entertaining people who are not on her level. And then two, making a goofy diss record about absolutely nothing. At some point, so, you got to take some plays off. So apparently, it started Meg Dister again. Correct on on the new album. Yeah, well, new single. Okay, what's this called? Hiss. Hiss. Okay. Yeah, the song is uh, basically dissing Nicki, Drake, Tory Lanez, all the Tory supporters, all the free Tory mob, or whatever the case may be. Um, crack number one trending on YouTube, three million views in twenty four hours. Number one on Apple Music, and then from there, the Twitter universe, which is you know. Black women headquarters activated. All of the hotties activated. The sleeper cells, the primary cells, a lot of cells. They all activated and was going at it with the barbs. And that shit started on Friday. I literally told them yesterday at at Care, I'm like, I have just completely disconnected from like all of women's 
modern day rap. Yeah. If it's not like Rhapsody or Tierra Whack or 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 what's the other girl I really like? Um, Corey LeRae, I like her. Yeah. Like these, because y'all with these groups of people <laughs> behind y'all, it gets really weird. Like when you got the the hotties and the barbs and the, this crew and that, it just y'all have too much time on your hands. That whenever something happens with Megan, y'all are in the comments going fucking nuts. When something happens with Nikki, the hotties yeah. is in the these the y'all need help, like like pills and job applications. Oh, it's just it seems so tiring. And my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway is like the modern day like woman. Is just y'all. Why are y'all so angry with each other all the fucking time? Like, why can't y'all just be cool? Why can't y'all coexist? What's the issue in that? Because everything is this or that. You seen that meme that's going around? Was like, what's the biggest scam women fell for? And it was like uh, empowerment brunches from all the mean girls. Yeah. It's like, no, women are mean as shit yeah. all the fucking time. Like, you see this shit where it's just like it don't be nothing going on, and then boom, pandemonium yeah. out of nowhere. It's just like it makes zero. Like Ice Spice and Lotto are beefing right now. It, it just hey, listen, over nothing. We got to get. Like, we got to get. <laughs> no, because she did my swipe move. Oh. You know, I bend over, then I stick oh. my middle finger up at my pussy. She did that, so now. Yeah, and I, that's the one thing with men I just love at times being a man. It's like men just, we just inherently, we, yeah, on the set the other day, Hitman, I, I've never met this motherfucker. We don't know each other from nowhere. He's on Wildin' Out in a battle rap legend. I walked into the room. He's like, what's up with you, big dog? Like, shit, what's up with you? That's how we met. Yeah. He's looking at his phone and he's like, man, I, 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 I Sixers, man, plus five. I'm like, nah, this, the, you, could have got it at the plus 13. Like, once they sat everybody or whatever, he's like, yeah, I didn't even know they was going to sit Maxi and fucking uh, Embiid. I was like, yeah, they sat the whole joint or whatever. He's like, I don't know about this Knicks game. I'm like, Clippers under, man. That's the one. He's like, yeah. And, they, they, and I'm like, we chopping it the fuck up yeah. in, a, in a millisecond off of nothing. And Chris Rock was saying that shit on one of his stand-ups. He's like, you go on these grown play dates. Your wife will shove you into the basement with men you've never seen talking about, go ahead, they like LeBron just like you. He's like, now you in a room full of strangers talking about, I like LeBron. And they like, yeah, LeBron, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like, that's how simple yeah. men are. Do you see Deion Cole new stand up? He was like, you see a fat ass out in public and it's really fat. He was like, you start looking around to see if anybody well, else is even with yeah. you. He's like, you'll see a nigga across the street and you like, oh, and he like, He's like, ah. he's like, y'all both going crazy about it. He's like, you walk across the street. Like, man, that shit was nuts. He's like, I know, right? He's like, Deion, by the way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's been. You gonna go get a drink? You gonna get true, some cognac? True story, man. Ray Ray. And I hope Ray Ray listen to this. He got the Jamaican spot out McDade, Miss Tiny. That's my man for like ever and shit. This was like, we was like 19, 20. Our homie K-Rock, his mom, Miss Carol, recipes, Miss Carol, she passed away. She had invited us for like Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Yeah. So it's Thanksgiving. We walking through the breezeway, coming from my crib, going to K-Rock crib. It was an old head walk past. We never seen old head before. It's Thanksgiving, so you know the neighborhood on Thanksgiving is like people in and out. You never yeah. really seen and shit. He walking past us. He's smoking a joint. Ray Ray say it to me, but he say it loud enough that oh, he's like, damn, I wish I had me a uh, joint to kill like old head. Old head turned around, opened his vest. He had a bag of joints. He gave one to me and one of them was like, happy holidays, young brother. I'm like, my man, good luck. It's like asking, ye shall receive. Like, but a, a woman walked past me like, I wish I had a joint to kill. Bitch, you better go get your this, these boss bitch joints. <laughs> you ain't getting up. Like women are just mean with each other all the time, dog. And men don't. We don't exist like that. Nigga, see a nigga just be like, what's up, dog? Fuck with them. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it, dog. Yeah. But where you be getting your sneak? Like, that's how <laughs> yeah. we are. You got to connect. Yo. I used to go down to the villa, but they, they <laughs> stopped carrying all this shit. 
that's how we are. And I looked at this shit, and I'm just like, dog, you would think Nikki's worth every bit of $150 million. I think last John I seen was a buck eighty. It, every little bit of a hundred. Yeah. Cardi is worth every bit of 90, yeah, 80, Somewhere 90. between 70 and 90. Meg got to be floating around the 30, 50, 30, 40, 50 range, I would imagine. What the fuck is the issue? Y'all get all the clothes, all the bags. It just, it's, it's. Because they all have, women have an unhealthy obsession with competition. And they all want to be the queen bitch. And it's like, yo, it's it's no way to just crown one singular person. You know what I'm saying? For a long time, Beyonce had the universal crown or whatever. And then now you got Taylor Swift. You got Selena Gomez. Like, you got SZA. You got you have multiple queens. And the same way you have multiple kings. But men's, men be okay with it being multiple kings. Oh, yeah, no, I see you, my nigga, doing that king shit. Salute. You know what I mean? And women's this whole thing is just like, nah, like, that bitch going to bow at my motherfucking feet or I'm going to cut her ass down. Right. And it's, it's just an annoying proposition, man, to, to see the shit just unfold itself over and over and over and over again. And um, we just gave Nikki album of the year. And that, we that gave right her, there is the part that's so annoying. We, we like, su- super saluted her we comeback. Gave comeback. Yeah. We nominated you for MVP. And that's how I tell you, like, this ain't hating. This is just, this is the realest podcast ever. We're going to give you props when you do something dope, but we're also going to acknowledge when you do something stupid. And seeing this type of shit, I said it yesterday and I'll say it on the podcast. If, if she acts any more childish, Petty ain't going to be allowed within 100 feet of her. Because it's just like, dog, you, you got to grow the fuck up at a certain point. And then somebody said yesterday, they was like, yo, I don't understand it. Why doesn't her team, like, stop her from doing all this bullshit? I said, team? team. What team? I said, she hasn't had a manager since spring of 2022. She's self-managed. She's she's loosely still signed to, like, young money just because of contractual obligations. Like, who the fuck is her team? Her two-year-old son and her fucking uh, sex, uh, sex offender husband? The reality is... Further than any team, it's like even the teams is going to have you on nonsense because, like, let's keep it a buck. Ain't no no men no more in the industry. No. Ain't not, like, everything is a yes man because, what was the joint you said? How many seats on the PJ? Who trying to 14 lose seat, seats? 14 seats. Dog. All right, so you got Nikki, you got Kenneth, you got Papa. Um, Do the boy get a seat or can he sit in her lap? <laughs> so he get a seat? He get a seat. Die. 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 <laughs> uh, you got the DJ. The hair and makeup crew, that's at least five seats. It's we can you got 30 niggas competing for five seats on the PJ. Ain't nobody trying to lose their seat on the PJ. Man, please. Dog. That's reality. No one wants to. Niggas quitting their jobs not to lose their seat on the PJ. Not lose their motherfucking seat on the PJ, dog. And because of that, you got a lot of people who run around and making these miscues and these mistakes and they go ape and they do all this other shit. And I I I saw because I didn't even know, like I said, I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. I saw the live and I'm like, she don't even sound like herself. At all, like it, like it almost sounded like it was like some some like took acid or something. Like it's just like a different person or something. I'm just like, yo, this is like, especially with what just happened with the album. Yes, and you said it. Looking back again, TRP he got a line for everything. Listen to what you said when we gave Nikki. We did a 15 minute breakdown on the album right before we did the award show. Yeah, and you said it on that episode. Everything about this has been brilliant. The rollout, the graphics, the visuals, you look amazing every time. And what's really caught people off guard is you not doing the typical nut-ass bitch shit. Yeah. 
So to see it not even 25 days <laughs> after the year started, it's just like. She said, oh, oh album platinum? Watch this. <laughs> Are we platinum? Are we platinum? Oh, nigga. Oh, nigga. Super Freaky Girl, triple platinum. All the other Dude. singles is gold. Oh, nigga. Let's go. Duh. And the thing is, Nikki, to me. It isn't enough for her to just be the best, which she is. Mm -hmm. You are the best. You are the goat and the boat. You got oh, the best ability and you got the most accomplishments. I'll go there and I, I you could get mad at me if you want to. Not even just as far as the female rappers, as far as this movement of like the boss babe and the don't put n all of it has a bit of Nick. Every woman you see now with a G wagon, her body done, mm -hmm. the way her hair looks, her nails, all it all has Bro. a little bit of Nicki. Minaj there was a picture of four reality show stars, and somebody retweeted and said, "Damn, this looked like four versions of Nicki Minaj." It, that, and, nah. and sure enough, they put the four corresponding Nicki Minaj photos up. I said, "Well, I'll be damned." When you look at the way, not all women, because there are a lot of women who have like the natural look of dreads and certain, you know, aesthetics as far as the way they dress. But you know what girls I'm talking about. Those girls that fall into that category of that shit, they all have, even if it's a slightly little bit, yep. there's some Nicki Minaj seeds in just about all of it. So it's like, what? You No, I was just saying, you've influenced every part of culture. You've influenced everything. You've made a couple hundred million dollars. You're the highest selling. You're the most successful billboard woman ever. You... You're 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 the queen, but you be doing jester shit. Yeah, you can't do jester shit and then sit back on the throne. It don't work that way. It, it, and, and and you say that, and people will be like, "What? Who is you?" And just be like, "I'm just keeping it real. I have to." And I, I'm a Nicki fan. You yeah. know I'm a Nicki. I love Nicki Minaj. But it's like seeing this shit, and then then it be these diss tracks where it's just like, I think my my hope going forward. Y'all could get mad or agree. <laughs> I don't think we need any more diss tracks in hip hop. Yeah, we're not I, covering no new ground. I, 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 I'm, I, I, <laughs> I have it on good authority. Good authority <laughs> is me. I think we've we've reached the apex of what diss tracks can do. Yeah. Once Drake dropped a diss track that was nominated for a Grammy a party diss track, it's, it's like <laughs> a diss track you could dance to. <laughs> What what more what more do you think can think about it? We've seen diss tracks get people killed. We've seen diss tracks get people locked up. Mm -hmm. We've seen diss tracks end careers. We've seen diss tracks highlight careers. We've seen diss tracks spark reunions. We've seen diss tracks spark babies. At this, we've seen diss tracks go fucking five times platinum. Yeah. At this point, who the fuck is dropping a diss track that the whole world is gonna be like? Ooh, it's it's just not happening. I honestly think you again the same way I said the shit about Ot Kwani and and uh tour making a song together and that being bigger than any dish that they could do. Yeah. You know what would break the internet? Nicki Minaj and Meg Thee Stallion yeah. on a song. Like, newsflash, guys. Yeah, I'm here to tell you. I think that would do a lot more than y'all dissing each other with bad diss tracks. Because his is okay. The Bigfoot Jones stinks. It's nothing. Yeah, it's poo. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, that is poo. I, it, I'm sorry. It stinks. And you just had a song that rocked the whole entire world. Yeah. It, it just is stupid. Keep making that. Nikki went on live for three days. <laughs> which, is, which is insane. 
I, I, I was going. I'm going <laughs> to take the clip from our. If you not on the Patreon, Patreon.com slash official trpe. But you said it on the Patreon. I, I think I got it queued up because I was meant to take this. Oh, shit how do how do niggas er, mitigate their problems? Dog. Instagram live. I swear to God, I was listening to it last night and I was fucking the, dying. The girl has been on Instagram live for three days running, and she's talking about any and everything. Any and everything as it relates to Megan and the behind the scenes and spilling tea and what she did and she she need to repent for a dead mama and this and, and I'm just like yo, how do y'all watch this shit? I watched about two minutes of it and my head hurt. Uh, and I'm just like yo, at some point, Nikki has to be who she says she exactly who she says she is. You say you the queen. We understand you are the queen in accomplishments and ability and all of that shit. And you keep doing, like you say, you keep doing court justice shit and you keep indulging in stuff that doesn't even fucking deserve your attention. And you could have killed the Megan disc with one little sentence. Oh, that was cute. And just move the fuck on. Right. I can't find it, but you could have, you could have just, you could have, Oh, that was cute. And moved the fuck on because we know she can't rap better than you. She knows she can't rap better than you. Right. Most niggas can't rap better than you when you on your shit. So what is she really going to say? That's supposed to like tilt the fucking, uh, tilt the, the tilt the, the, the scale in, in her favor over you when your fans aren't her fans and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And something that somebody said recently, um, I don't, I can't remember if it was uh, TK Kirkland or whoever. Who was it that said uh, everybody's the goat to their fan base? Ari Spears. Ari Spears said everybody is the goat to their fan base. Mm-hmm. So to the Barb's, Nikki is the goat. To the Hotties, Megan is the goat. To I don't even know what the the Robbie Why You Sleepers, Cardi is the goat. <laughs> like <laughs> to the Munchkins, Ice Spice is the goat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, everybody's yeah, Nick, everybody's Minaj, the fucking goat. Nicki Minaj is not gonna drop a song and the Meg The Stallion fans say, mm, yeah, no, nah, that was I was feeling that. Now that I think about it, she over Megan. It's, it's it's not happening. They're too committed. They're too deep in already to make that sort of an about face. And for the for the for the people that are there, where there where there is crossover in the Venn diagram between all of y'all girls, it's a very minuscule percentage. It might be five percent that crosses over. Once it's established in the public that y'all have these issues. But I was actually going to screen record it and post it on my page today uh, from Patreon. But we was talking about. Um, you was talking about Instagram Live, and you was like, at this point, they need to do facial recognition. If you got a black or brown face, you can't get on Yeah, this you show. can't get on and this And I show. was dying laughing. You was like, no, that's real, because it's like, yo, you show me 100 catalog Instagram Lives with niggas, I'll show you 99 Instagram Lives where niggas is on there setting up a die-off. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. that's what Instagram Live has Instagram become. Live and Clubhouse. That's that's where niggas at, mitigate they beef. Oh, so it's like, when I heard, yeah, did you see Nikki going all crazy on Live? I thought about chatting, like, oh, <laughs> Three days. It wasn't like people was like, "Yeah, did you see Nikki going crazy on the news?" Or that it's, it's always Instagram live. If if it's almost to the point where if you see that thing and it say plus two, you're like, "Oh shit!" The Instagram live was so wild that the person, the people that reposted it, put it on Rumble. They like, "Yeah, YouTube ain't gonna monetize none of this." Like, you'd have called her a funky bitch and a, and a whore and yeah. what type of bitch sleep with her best friend, man. I'm just like, yo, you can't put this nowhere. Yeah, man. Like, it, it just is a sad turn of events because the, the album was so good. It did so good. The rollout was so Everything perfect. was dope The, the about you it. shutting up was perfect. Like, it was, it was great. And then it's just like, yo, you just had to ruin it. Yeah, man. 
straight up. So just had to ruin you it. You know, man. prayers to everybody involved. Y'all need to be a little bit nicer. Well, here's the good news. Uh, for the first time in history, two female rappers simultaneously occupy the top two spots on Apple Music with solo songs. Number one, Hiss by Meg Thee Stallion, and number two, Bigfoot by Nicki Minaj. So apparently there's still commerce in disc records. I had no idea. Yeah, I guess. Right. But enough of that. Uh, football Sunday. I kind of want to save football, I think, for Patreon because it, it, it deserves more time than we probably have. Okay. I think for our last topic, I think it's fair to give Vince freak-ass, uh, nut-ass freak ball McMahon oh the credit he deserves for oh, being the man. number one freak <laughs> and the number one cuck you ever seen on uh, Earth. You ever seen Euro Trip? Yes. Muscoozy. 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 That light went out. That nigga was ass naked. That nigga came back. He folded his leg with the cigarette. (laughs) Muscoozy? If y'all haven't seen Euro Trip, it's a classic. Euro Trip is fucking great. Scotty doesn't know. You know it was Matt Damon and shit. Yeah, Yeah, man. That was a good ass movie, man. He even did it on his birthday. Scotty doesn't know. He said, uh, what the boy say? He was like, he was like, remember they was in Yugoslavia? Like the real fucking party? He was like, um, is there a train coming? He was like, oh, yes, train coming very soon. It should be here within the next 15 years. He was like, what? What? Remember, everything was like back in the day. He said, uh, he said, ha, tubs. You get it? Miami Vice. Hot new show. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm going into town right now. If you come, you can ride with me. He put the bike, the, the seat on the bike. He said, ha, have a time. <laughs> Euro Trip, crazy Yo, I've seen Euro Trip Yo. no less than 55 times. Remember, Euro Trip came out in like 04. Yeah. And it was like basically making a joke that like they were stuck in like 89. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> he said, Miami Vice, hot to show. <laughs> That nigga asked, was there a train coming? He said, yes, it should be here in the next 15 years. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Euro trip, crazy as shit, man. So uh. Vincent K. McMahon um, has resigned from all roles with TKO. Completely the, done, dog. The following internal memo was sent to some staff. I wanted to inform you that Vince McMahon has tendered his resignation from his positions as TKO executive chairman and on the TKO board of directors. He will no longer have a role of TKO group holdings or WWE. That was from Nick Khan, the, the president and the CEO of the WWE. Um, Stretch the game out and extra name out. These... Text messages. Yeah, they're bad. That Vince sent had Diddy like, damn. So you you was you was really freaking off, huh? Like, like I, he went I, to I, the I, maximum. I get it that you know human beings we're freaks. We all have freak yes. moments. We have moments where we way more crazier than I, that's. But it's just like I don't think I'm ever gonna text a, a woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like I don't ever see that like. Yeah, no, you better get your ass over here right the fuck now. There's a bunch of black dick waiting. There's heavy here dick now. over here for you right now, girl. And it ain't going to suck itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yo, man, Vince is crazy as Did shit. you get into the whole story with the physical therapist where he was, like, scheduling a threesome with her and the physical therapist? I saw the thing where he was, like, supposedly shitting on the... the, the he, he shit on her head and then told proceeded... Told her not to wash Told her not to wash it off, left the shit on her head and continued to have a threesome with her for another hour and a half. Yeah. Just, just shit smell everywhere. Yeah. 
That's a sick nigga. <laughs> this is a sick this Negro. This is a sick Negro. Like, how how is it that is <laughs> it's, it's assholes and elbows, and you decide I'm taking a shit. Yo, man. This is a sick Negro. <laughs> This Vincent K. McMahon is the craziest nigga on earth. <laughs> That's one of my favorite little videos ever. <laughs> and you know he's guilty because he didn't even wait. He's like, ah, oh, shit. Man, man. I resign, Pack man. up, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He already gave her $12 million in oh, hush money God. before this. Then she sued to break the NDA, and then that's when all of the shit came out because they like, yo, what do you mean you want to break the NDA? She's like, no, I have proof. Like this, just, this violates the standard of a of maybe, a maybe, maybe, maybe one of our, our our listeners, a fan, whatever, can like, what, what, like, what about taking a shit on somebody? Like, what, like, what's kinky or, or like, what is the fetish in that? Because my my initial thought would be, man, it stinks in here. Yeah. Like the whole atmosphere, the, the the air quality. You know, you go on your phone and it'd be like air quality negative nine. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like the air quality has changed. In this Somebody moment. that lives in my apartment, I don't know who they are because if I if I know I'm gonna whoop their ass, they let their dog take a shit in the lobby yesterday and didn't clean it up, and I turned into a full Karen. Oh man! I so if you home. take a shit during a threesome, like it ain't no Yo, more threesome. It's yeah. over. It's time to go home. Yeah. Like, you can't shit on her and just, like... And that's just, oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Rub yeah, that in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Keep going, John. I might snub you. <laughs> like, real shit, because it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Then when you find out that it was him and John Laurinaitis, old ass, John yeah. Laurinaitis barely can walk. Yeah. Him and John Laurinaitis, hey, did you did you talk to Johnny? Because uh, he's really <laughs> down bad for that pussy. You know what I'm Yo, saying? And it's just... He told her, make sure you call Johnny on the phone because yeah. he's a jackass. He'll write some shit that'll get him and you jammed up. Yeah. Have everybody looking at us crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, your text messages are not even fit to be fucking ran on evasiveangles.com. You know, evasive <laughs> like me personally, it's just I, I see shit like this and I'm just like, damn, dog. Like I like Maybe I'm not as, as as sexually advanced as I like to think, because it's just like yeah, yo, I, I felt proud. I said I'd never approach none no, of this. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, damn, maybe I'm not a slut after hey, all. Man, I think I think I'm the man, but it's just like <laughs> I don't got none of that in me. Like shitting on a bitch, wiping it all over, and then being like, "Don't move, stay here." For yeah, the let's next just, hour let's continue to get it popping. Crazy, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. So here's the real quick. Here's the story from Ringside News. Vince McMahon found himself thrust into the midst of a shocking scandal as it came to light he had securely paid a staggering three million in hush money. This revelation marked a turning point, ultimately leading to McMahon's retirement from the company he had been instrumental in building. However, McMahon's legal troubles did not stop there, and he now faces even more disturbing allegations leaked to text messages as reported to a Wall Street. Journal, a woman who had previously reached a settlement with Vince McMahon had recently filed a lawsuit that centers around the contents of these text messages. This lawsuit not only implicates McMahon, but also targets the company itself and former executive, all accused of involvement in a scandalous exchange of messages. The plaintiff, Janelle Grant, a former employee, this makes it even crazier. She was working for you. At WWE's headquarters, alleges that the text leaked text messages reveal a deeply troubling pattern of behavior during McMahon's tenure as chief executive. Yeah, man. And it's crazy because this happens right as WD. And that's the thing. When you see these takeovers and these big, 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 big deals happen, it's like, all right, we about to go through everything with a fine comb and figure yep. out where all the skeletons is at. And then we're going to get this shit in this proper perspective, man. So it's just like, damn, you, you're, 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 you, you got to put Vince McMahon up there with like greatest sports execs 
ever. He just sold his company at a nine point three billion dollar valuation. I'm just talking about from the from the Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Like Vince McMahon really put the company on his like quote unquote put him on his hamstrings. He blew his hamstrings out fucking around out there. We talked about it the other day. Shane O'Mac, his daughter, his mama, his wife, everybody. Going Everybody's out. part of the story. Yeah, line. and to see you go from this regional wrestling outfit to the worldwide leader in entertainment and sports is like, God damn. But to know that it's just like same shit with Bill Cosby, same shit with, with all these different people. It's just like, God damn, like behind doors is just like, you are a menace to fucking society. Yeah, you let your freak, you let your freak be more pronounced than your business acumen. And yeah. you're, you let your, you don't have control over your freakness. Once you let it disturb your business. No. And you look at Harvey Weinstein, you look at all these dudes. Like, Matt Lauer is probably the only one who's just like, damn, y'all got me. All right, I'm out. <laughs> and just, you ain't seen Matt Oh, y'all saw the button? <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> I found the button. And, you know, for what it's worth, there's a lot. These these are going to continue to happen because it was a pattern of this shit. Yeah. And this, for, 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 for lack of a better words, this shit was standard operating procedure for a lot of high-level business. Not even high-level business, just business. We talked recently about how just freaked off the old heads was when we was young boys. Like, why are you this comfortable being this freaked-out old head yep. around a bunch of young niggas? But that was the norm. We know niggas that was partying shit with they pop. Oh. Like, you can't in, you can't initiate that. That's no. old head no. bringing you in on that shit. Got something for you, Dad. That's, don't work, don't like work that. that way. No, no, no. But yeah, like it just it, the '60s. It's a um on that '60s docu series. They got a, a, a episode called "Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll." Yeah, it's talking about how free and and like liberated everyone was during that era. And it's just like, yo, like the hippie culture was just like, man, you want to fuck? You just fuck. You know, just figure out who you, who in front of you and just fuck. Like you know, like that was what it was. Ain't no consent nowhere in the air. No consent. What? Bitch, you here? You know what I'm saying? That was how. Yeah, that you shit. consented when you walked through the door. And you look at all of these guys who like think like Bill Cosby. But you think Bill Cosby had to drug people? Fuck no. no. You Bill got that was part. Of, that was part of his kink. That's I want you helpless when I put this pudding popping. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just crazy to see another hero falling. Another from, titan of industry. Another titan of industry falling from the from the, the the greatness level, man. And it just make you think like go back to the twenties the and the thirties. What would have happened if we had social media when all of them was alive? Them them, them oil tycoons yeah, and John Pierpont Morgan Vanderbilt and all that. <laughs> you'd never know. Because they came from like slavery era. So you yeah. know that shit was crazy. Like it's just as wild, but that was really, really like what they call it? Um uh the ebbs and flows. Yeah. That's just how it went, man. So talk man hopefully y'all enjoyed this latest episode of the realest podcast ever uh we will be back uh you know in a couple days we got some more exciting interviews coming up we already planning women's month we planning black history month we already planning wrestlemania content Uh we're planning everything man um with that being said if y'all need need and want more content from the trp boys go to Subscribe to us on Patreon for free right now. Seven-day free trial on the VIP tier. Patreon.com slash official TRPE. Everybody watching this on YouTube, make sure you like this video. Make sure you share this video. Make sure you leave a comment, whether you like, hate, or disagree with something that was said today. Leave a comment. Let people know that uh, you're rocking with the realest podcast ever. Absolutely. We out. Peace.